0: Shut up, and sit down. I never feel like the intro is too long.
1: We're working on that.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh the song could change. That this song is really just too long, I think. Overall. It's working on that. Maybe maybe we should cut that to like fifteen seconds instead of thirty, I think, that it's at now.
1: Maybe it gives people a chance to go get a beer or donut or something before they listen.
0: (laughs) Why can't they fucking do that while they're listening? It's a podcast. Maybe they're sitting at their desk.
1: Maybe they're just like, Oh I forgot. They have to run and grab it really quick like that. Maybe that's that one person. Okay,
2: but they could just shit pause. Maybe there's that one person that loves the song and they play it like over and over and over. And but They fucking
0: like it. Just <laughs> let us know. I'll tell you where to go get the whole thing. It's linked on our blog. <laughs> uh, it's linked. To, it's bensound. Bensound.com is where we get our music, most of the music that I play on here, so we don't have to pay anyone anything because um, we don't make any money doing this. It costs money to do this. We don't ask for money either. No. Maybe we should set up one of those Patreon things.
2: Oh, we should do like a PBS fundraiser night and have like Claude's I think dance, the NPR
1: so. one is going on right now. Oh my God, I hate that. For those. carousel.
0: Like I get it, they gotta do it, but holy shit, I hate it. Like every fucking five minutes, ooh, donate to us tonight.
2: Like, and they've got the number. big wheel. We're up to $20. <laughs> 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 Remember when like <laughs> telethons were a thing? Like, oh, like yeah.
0: hardcore on TV for like 24 hours and they have... Crazy variety shows. Well, does, does Jerry, Jerry Lewis? Lee, does he still do it? Do they still do the Jerry Lee Lewis one? Jerry, I think they do.
2: The Jerry Lewis one. I don't know. Maybe. I remember that as a kid, though. I remember. Oh, yeah. Every year. Jerry Lewis. That. Yeah.
0: I
1: think you they do They do that huge it. one for, well, I don't know, with uh, the red noses.
0: With the red noses. Yes. Some no drunk thong. No.
2: Drunk marathons. No. Uh,
0: I think we need new mics, too. I don't like how close I have to get to this mic. I, I think we need better directional mics, but that's, uh, maybe that's for something other than while we're or talking. Our one year on the anniversary?
1: Show. Yeah. Maybe, fundraiser. Maybe,
0: maybe. Uh, yeah, that's the thing is I don't want to pay for new mics. I don't want to pay for better mics. <laughs> we, we got better mics than just the USB mic, but, um, they are, you have to be right up on them. And, uh, you know, I'd like to be able to get back a little bit from them. So, uh, I would like a more permanent space first. So that we can put. Yeah, we need to, to work on your uh, studio. Hey, you guys want to come clean out the storage room? Sure. Put up some shelves for me. Yeah. No. Just let me know when. The problem isn't that it's not cleaned out. The problem is that
2: there's too much shit, and we have to get rid of it. And it's pretty, almost yard
1: sale season. Uh, Maybe that's
2: the way to do it. Is just you guys well, go away for a day, and we'll take care of it. Fuck, I'd we love got it. got it. I'd love
0: it. Don't touch my pans because I use those. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the one thing that gets the the luggage and the pans that are in there because we don't have enough space. In we our won't kitchen. touch your
1: baskets. No, uh, no, no!
0: Get rid of those. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many baskets out so, there. So you just and pull
1: out. So you're saying you don't want me to bring over the two that I have in my garage for her? Oh, uh,
2: God, please don't. You just please pull don't. out. Just pull out what you want the night before. We'll just show up with my truck. We will we'll, load we'll it all. It. See, the problem isn't me. And then I'm you'll like,
1: leave and you'll come back, and you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, this is so amazing." I'm like, "Fuck!"
0: I've got three totes of magic cards, and I spent time to go through them, and I still haven't put them up for sale yet and I'm like that's taking up too much space but then there's the stuff that Breezy got now to be fair there's you know 18 years of child 19 years of child memories in in that room but it's you know it's like their first holy communion dresses and their baptismal dresses from when they were little and fucking blankets that we haven't looked at in five years so (laughs) it's stuff that's in storage but it's like why are we keeping it we're not like I get the sentimental memento stuff, but pare it down. And then Breeze Defense, and Breeze Defense, every time we go through it, she gets rid of more stuff. Um, and there is reason to keep some sentimental stuff, but there's a lot of it in there.
2: So I'm saying we could take care of it in like an hour.
0: <laughs> and Christmas decorations. <laughs> so, you know, normal house closet with the sliding doors. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's one of those completely full of Christmas decorations organized in totes. And I've told her no more Christmas totes. You, if you need space for more Christmas shit, you got to get rid of stuff. Like this, you've taken up an entire closet of Christmas stuff. Build a tough shed. Uh, no it's an important holiday. Actually, if we, I do want to get a shed, and I'm kind of pissed because they won't build the tough shed on the side of my house because there's not enough clearance for the size of shed that I want. Like I want a shed that basically takes up that whole park strip. Right. But they won't do it because there's not enough clearance on either side. Oh, yeah. To do it. But that's why I want it there. I want it to block off that area and I want it to be double-doored so that I can store my fucking mower and not the snowblower that I don't give a shit about because it's fucking garbage. But there's a lot
2: of stuff I could stick in there and store in there and like... And all the Christmas decorations. Uh,
1: probably. And your magic cards.
2: No. No. Aren't you, you're selling those, right? I'm,
0: I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, this is the New Utah Podcast. Oh, yes. Hello. For, for those of you that don't know what you're listening to, even though you went and found it somehow and downloaded it. And,
2: and we appreciate that. Thank you very yeah.
0: much. Uh, I also appreciate likes and shares and, and uh, anything that you guys want to do in terms of reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. or we'll donate some money for some new mics. Uh, yeah, if you want to donate money, just go ahead and send it to me directly. Um, <laughs> we really probably should set something up like that if if people want to donate. Um, I don't really care right now, but uh, maybe it'll be helpful down the line. Um, but it does cost money to run a podcast, for sure. Um, so I'm Chris. I'm your host. Um, one of your other hosts is uh, Jeremy. He's over there.
2: Hello. Making podcasting great again.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Answer then... Another host is Jess, the wonderful and amazing Jess. She's across from me, as always.
1: Thanks, that's very Are you nice still of the it. events
2: mistress, or do you don't really like to be called that?
1: No, that's fine.
2: She's mistress of the night. She's wearing a dress, a very nice dress, I'd like to point out. Does that make her a mistress? Well, I mean... Of the
0: events? Uh, she. If you want. Know. And the night? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to call her my mistress, because... You know, <laughs> and unfortunately, Bree is not with us. Um, she doesn't have a voice,
1: yeah, so we get to be a voice.
0: She's her. here, but uh, we went to FanEx this last weekend, and um, Sunday, her she's just really achy and didn't feel good all day and had a headache, and her throat was scratchy, and Monday morning, she couldn't talk, and uh, Tuesday, she could talk even less, and her throat hurt even more. She does not have strep. She did go to the doctor, uh, just to be sure. Um, it's the Fanex gumbo. It's Comic-Con crud. Yeah. It's Con crud.
1: I never heard that term until a security guy said it this weekend. And well, really? I was like, we've talked about it
0: before, so really, and mm-hmm. you get it, or was I? and you get it. Not it's not just Comic Con; it's any kind of trade show like that. Like when I used to do marketing for the medical records company, uh, and, and we would go to trade shows, I'd always end up getting sick afterwards. Halloween Expo, yeah, I mean, there's just so many people around, and people go out sick, and then they shake your hands. That's why, by the way, don't shake people's hands. Fist bumps, hugs,
1: like that. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> fist bumps and hugs. <laughs> Who is that it? Uh, What's that? his name? The guy that plays Data on Star Trek. Um, Brent, whatever his fucking name is, I don't know. Anyway, see, I don't know celebrities. Um, but he said he won't shake people's hands at cons because he always got sick. And well, once he
1: cancelled.
0: Well, Stanley's Probably ninety-four. Probably would have killed him. Yeah, Stanley's ninety-four years old. <laughs> you, being around that many she people, she has the
1: crud, man.
0: He needs like a fucking popemobile with like a bubble. Oh, that'd it. be cool. Like seriously, ninety-four years old, and he's on his deathbed, and he's still trying to come to cons. He did Skype in, even though he canceled. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so you know, Comic Con crud or Con crud is is normal. Um, I just try not to touch people at all.
1: I don't um, think I've ever gotten it. I hugs, guess don't touch people.
0: Hugs are better. Like hugging, it's crazy. Hugging has less germ delivery, even though you're like fucking right against someone's face, than shaking their damn hand, which has touched their ass, their face, their mouth, sixty other fucking people before you, and those sixty people's asses and mouths and the sixty people <laughs> they touched, and it's just—it's like the human. Like think about it: how many times you go to the bathroom at the con? Two, three in a day, maybe to go pee.
1: Yeah, probably. That's when
0: you're washing your hands. You don't just go fucking wash your hands for no other reason. And in the meantime, you've handled how many fucking things at people's tables. You've shook how many hands of people you've been talking to. Like,
1: I did see the guy from Heroes, Greg. I can't remember his name. Brudenberger. Yeah. JJ
0: Abrams' best friend
1: ran over to one of the psych guys' table and stole his hand sanitizer when they weren't there.
0: Yeah. Well, they know each
2: other. They've done stuff together.
1: He's still hand sanitizing, is my point. That's what we're talking about.
2: Good. Whatever. Did you want to talk about FanX? you want to save that for a little later? No,
0: we can talk about it now. There's no reason to save it for later. Talk about it. I am disappointed that we don't have a guest tonight, folks. Um, we we're supposed to have a really cool guest, uh, but some things came up, and we'll talk about those things later, um, but uh, instead, we're going to talk about other things. So <laughs> fa- FanX, um, I think I talked about this a little bit before. After having gone, I'm, I'm rather disappointed, honestly. I mean, the tickets were cheaper, so there's a plus there. But I kind of said at the beginning, I wish they wouldn't do a fan I think...
1: Do you think they learned from this one?
0: I'm thinking they probably... If they made their money back, they they probably just barely made it back. It certainly didn't seem like there were as many people there as usual. I mean, you were there. What I do you was think?
1: there. Um, I, this time I feel like it felt more of a convention than just an event. Like in the past... It's always been very exciting to go to, and and honestly, I spent like nine hours on Artist Alley. Yeah, I bought a lot of art, but but the overall feeling it just wasn't the same.
0: Well, and that's what I and that's what I heard from a lot of people too. So, a couple of things of, of note: there were three panel rooms besides the grand ballroom. So that was it. That was really it. Three panel rooms. So they only they didn't had
1: upstairs and downstairs. No,
0: so they had well, they had two downstairs. So they had converted them into the bigger rooms. So the way the Salt Palace is laid out in in most convention centers is you have rooms that can be subdivided. And so you'll have like 150, which can be subdivided into six different rooms if you really want to. It's Mm -hmm. ABCDEF and you can separate (laughs) the rooms with panels um, or you can open them all the way up and they fit like 400 people in them or 500 people in them. Well, they did that, and they did it with, there were two rooms downstairs, one room upstairs, and they didn't have any of the back half of the Salt Palace. Um,
2: and Usually, so, they've got like
0: 50. Yeah, well, and they wanted to keep FanX smaller, which I'm totally okay with if you want to have a little bit smaller, more... I mean, I really couldn't call it anything but a huge experience because it's still a lot of fucking people. It's not intimate when you've got 30,000 people. It didn't people.
1: feel shoulder to shoulder like no. it usually does. No, and that's does, my point. Though? Like, I
0: don't think they sold as many tickets. There was no no danger of fire marshal. They were advertising their crap out of it up to the day.
2: They were giving. They were still giving tickets away the day of. Yeah,
0: which kind of tells me that they were struggling with ticket sales a little bit. Um, but. So with only three panels, the choices in panels was really kind of crappy.
1: It was a it was weird. The to top some of the there were a couple of really cool topics that they chose, but most of it was just the panels for the like the celebrities, the group panels, and well,
0: panels. yeah, and most of those were in the grand ballroom in a lot of cases. So I didn't feel like there was as much opportunity. Or by lottery, yeah, I didn't feel like there was as much opportunity to, um, experience that fandom. So mm-hmm. like. That's one of the reasons we always get VIP passes and the reason we do that is we don't wanna have to wait in line and we wanna be able to go. There were days in previous Comic Cons where we would go panel to panel to panel to panel to panel and we do six or seven panels in a day and only walk the vendor floor one or two hours that day because we were genuinely interested in all in the, the
2: topics. Back in the day I was on I was on three or four panels a day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and now, and I, I get it that they want the panels to be more focused, maybe, but you've got to offer a little bit more variety, I think, overall. And so, I just, we had two or three that we were interested in going to. And,
1: and go bigger into the community. We have so many knowledgeable people. And yeah. they just keep asking the same people over and over. So, you're hearing the same stories lot of, every yeah. I don't know if it's
2: changed, but the first three, however, there was... The first three events, whatever you want to call it, there was the Comic-Con, X Comic-Con. Comic-Con. They, the very first one, actually, I was invited. They asked me. They came to me. Well, they were said, trying to
0: get people there. Will you like...
2: please be on our paranormal panel, and we'll give you a booth, and we'll all of this stuff yeah. to come, which was awesome. Then the second time, they asked me again plus three others. So I was on four, I believe the second time. And then the third time I was on another four or five. And then after that, it, it, they started making it this whole application. It was thing. an
1: ordeal. Well, yeah.
2: so
0: I, I think the application process is the right thing because it's gotten to a point where it's big enough that they get not every Tom, Dick and Harry knows what the fuck they're talking about. Right. And I will say this, like I love Aaron Burton. We've talked to him on a show before. He's from geek therapist podcast. But truthfully, I don't think Aaron had any business being on a panel. But
1: he said that straight yeah. well, out of the well, he gate. said it
0: in the panel. Like, honestly and truthfully, just because you've been gaming for 15 years, guess what? Every other fucking person in that room has probably been doing tabletop gaming for that long. That doesn't make you qualified to speak on a panel about tabletop gaming. You know, Tracy Hickman, as much as I think the guy's a piece of shit, I hate his panels because he just fucking takes them over. And I walked out of that panel because he did the same thing there. Um. But he's qualified to talk about that. They had two game designers that have published games and published yeah. fiction based on tabletop games yeah. and write fiction. Those guys are what I would call qualified. Josh, our former host. Well, what,
2: the, Josh Josh, and I, and I and both do You, you that have t- published games. Do we did that one for Touch Paper Press on how to publish a game.
0: Yeah. So though to me, those are qualified people to talk about tabletop games. But gaming. that's
1: also the type of panels that... You want to, you want the informational, the how to's. We met a vendor there that happened to sit next to, um, me at a restaurant on Friday night. And she was just talking about how for her con in Denver, she wanted to submit for a panel on how to set up a booth at a con. You know, she's like, I'm not in competition with these people. Like they should know how to go about doing it and I want it to be informational instead of the podcast one that we went to and it was just stories oh yeah we had this like, conversation and and, blah, and, blah, blah. and and I mean
0: I, I guess in the like paragraph and a half that I list you know the, that they had as a description the last sentence is really where they went with it was there will be stories of how they got into podcasting I'm like I don't fucking care how you got into podcasting if I gave a shit I would listen to your podcast because it comes <laughs> out in the podcast. You know how we got into podcasting? I'll tell you right now. Here's our story. I don't have to fucking to go to a panel. Uh, Josh and Jeremy went, we want to do a podcast. Uh, who wants to do it with us? And we all met and we talked about ideas and we're like, let's do it. And so we created this fucking podcast and here we are.
1: da da
0: I mean, that's... I, it, it, that's what it is. That's the beauty of it. What I want to hear when I go to a, a panel about podcasting is not four dudes from the same fucking podcast talking about their podcasting experience. I want to know what software do you use, right? Like, how do you judge what your listener base is? Like, what you you know how how do you determine goals
2: of of success? When you do a remote, what equipment do you take with you? Yeah.
1: How do you get your li- how do you get your guests to share? That kind of shit. Like, <laughs> stuff that. that, that well, that the matters. stuff that
2: it's all trial and error, the stuff that. You learn while well podcasting the hard way. It yeah. should be nice if somebody could tell you some of this stuff and maybe spare you it's some. not a
1: competition either. No. I mean, no. even, even Chris, who is so amazing of I Am Salt Lake, is doing classes for people that want yeah, to get into awesome. podcasting. Chris is it's awesome. amazing.
0: And by the way, if you want to hear about weird niche random people in Salt Lake City, listen to Chris's podcast. It's, he does really cool long He's got interviews. like, what, 300 episodes? Too many. Something like that. Too many. Um, and that's just it. Like, we're not, we're competing in some respects, but it's not like a fucking radio station. Most of us don't have advertising. Well, and even
1: if we're interviewing the same people, our questions are going to be different than theirs because exactly. our interest is different than theirs. And
0: guess what? Kerry Jackson told us before he told anyone else about leaving the church when his dad died. He told us about his crazy fucking aunt before he told anyone else because- his dad died, and we were the first to talk to him after that. You know, some of the stuff we went over was probably similar to what you heard, but that
2: happens. People fucking grow, and you ask different questions. You're interested about different things. You do a podcast because you like doing it, and yeah. if you're doing it for any other reason, don't bother. This is really meta right now, though. I'm going to be honest. We're getting deep. Yeah, let's stop
0: talking about podcasts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, so, so so back to FanX um, and all of that. To me, and I know this sounds like I'm just being a whiny bitch, it just kind of got to the point where it seemed like those people who were in charge of the... Pod, or the pocket, In charge of the... Um, Comic-Con? N- no, the... Yes, Comic-Con, the but in charge of the it's panels. the same people. In charge of the panels, just pick the same people every time. Yeah. And they continue to. Well, and I don't mind if it's the same people, if they're
0: if there's a different mix. Like, if it's one or two guys that are the same on a panel of six... I'm okay with that, but I won't want the same five guys on the same panel because it's going to be the same exact panel as the I last thought, year.
2: I thought our, our comic book code was one of the coolest panels that we did. I don't know if you remember that one, Chris. I do.
0: It was, it was fantastic on, on the comic book code and the psychology of comics and but how it evolved
2: what was from the 70s. Things. And, uh, anyway. I mean, it's interesting to me. It may not be interesting to everyone. But. However, it was a packed, completely packed room, if you recall.
0: It was. It was. Anyway. And it was well received. And there's there's stuff like, like feminism and geek culture. That's a great fucking topic, especially right now. Like the LGBT you know? stuff. Yeah, And you have one of those panels over two days. That's not great. And those panels do really well. So, I mean, you can have those types of discussions. And I would honestly, I would like to see, one of the things I think that, that would be cool to see is for them to acquire true premieres. Like,
1: That's one of the big things. I think it will start happening with the bigger Comic Con.
0: That's one of the big things out of like San Diego Comic Con is, you know, Hall H, their big hall, like our grand ballroom. Most of what they're doing is like premieres of shit.
1: But then does it take away the niche that we have because that is a a industry event versus a fan event like ours is?
0: Uh, I think to some extent it does um but you know i think there's other things that we could do so for instance there was um maybe it was two or three cons ago i don't know they're all the fucking same but a, a couple times ago they were doing the promotion for some movie that they were kickstarting that the guy that played Kevin Sorbo uh, right is that Spike from Spike i don't know anyway so some dude some i don't i do not fucking know actors <laughs> at all like i can't tell you their names i can just tell you the characters they played anyway so the dude is in this crazy movie that they're trying to kickstart for production. uh, And he's there and he's a big name actor and it's some random shit movie that you're never going to fucking see at San Diego comic con probably, but they're launching the Kickstarter at this event. Um, I don't know how they did. I don't know if they, they successfully launched it, but they showed like 20 minutes of their film you know just different segments and stuff in the panel and talked about it and talked about then that's cool stuff like that's the kind of stuff they should be seeking out
1: i went to one that an la lawyer came and it was on trademarking and copyright and that was really was cool was that this time that was this time sorry. no i it was probably like 4 events ago i think so that that's cool and and no you know that's
2: not going to appeal to everybody but i think it's going to appeal to Quite a few yeah. people, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: So, and I, I like the cosplay
0: panels. I've d- I yet to go to one. I really want to go to one. I just don't want to be disappointed because I want to <laughs> do some cosplay. Um, did our anime don't, guys
1: don't go to the ones that are put on by cause co- like Hildy, like those guys don't go to that one. Yeah. I've heard that super disappointing.
2: Did our anime oh. friends do theirs? Theirs is always amazing. I have no idea. Theirs is always cool. On. Um,
1: anyway, so.
0: That was, uh, so I still liked it. Well, then it I was only had, two days. I still had a good time. The only being two, th- two days thing was actually kind of nice. I didn't feel as destroyed at the end of it. And I left, we left early on Saturday. We didn't even say the whole time. After we left early, too. We left just after five. We went, we went out to dinner as a family, and then we kicked our girls out and made them go home and we went to the soccer game um, where RSL lost. And <laughs> in fact, let's just fucking talk about that. Let's uh, go right into that uh, one. Yeah, we'll talk about RSL. So RSL, yeah, I should fucking make some notes here. X. <laughs> what do we spend, like, a half hour on Huh? Oh, not that long. No, not like 10, uh, 12 minutes. What else did we talk about? I already forgot. I'll have to listen to we it. We meandered with our introductions. <laughs> so anyway, so um, RSL. So RSL lost um, 2-1 um, to uh, the LA Galaxy that's been struggling. Now, in all fairness to the team, Kyle Beckerman got a red card 40 minutes into the game um, for uh, dissent and then for a foul. That was totally a yellow card worthy foul. So no one's really arguing the red card. Um, but following that game uh, yesterday at
1: – was It was like, late in the day. It
0: was like 5, 5.30, I think, somewhere in there um, – RSL announced that, maybe it was earlier than that, but RSL announced that Jeff Kassar has been fired. So day
2: at 5 p.m. Yeah.
0: So Jeff Kassar, who um, everyone kind of knew he was on the hot seat, so his contract ended last year. Um, they renegotiated a new contract. It was a one-year deal with extension possibility. Um, from what I understand, when they offered it to him, when they put that contract out there, we were second in the league at that point. So this is like early summer, like June ish. And we're second in the league. Like From last, last season, right? last yeah. season. We're second in the league. Of course, if you're second in the league and you've got it, you know, you're looking good, you've come off of a huge streak of, of, of great performances. You're going to offer the guy another deal, right? He got us to the playoffs the year before, you know, looks like we're going to do well this year. Let's give him another deal. It was a measured deal. Cause it's only a year with some extension possibility. Um, but after that announcement was made, which was like July or August of last year, uh, we proceeded to not win a single fucking game from August on including the last three <laughs> and drop from and drop from second place in the league to barely making the playoffs and then getting eliminated in pretty simple fashion in the first game like it just was absolutely horrendous the way the team fell apart in addition to that we scored like I don't think we scored any goals in the last 11 games. Not a single goal. Zero. In 11 games.
2: Well, because they scored one on Saturday. Yeah,
0: so that was the first goal we've scored since August. (laughs) So, a lot of people kind of thought he was going to go. Everyone was kind of surprised. What sucks is... They announced the contract extension as we're in the middle of a gold drought, and everyone's like, why the fuck are you giving this guy a contract? Well, the contract was signed, and, you know, all the stuff was going on like two or three months before that. So um, so anyway, so they fired him, which I think it's a little weird to fire him now. It's three games in. Usually you don't fire a head coach before you're at least five games into the season, and they gave him the entire preseason. And so basically now you're putting the whole team – um off to a bad start because now you've got an entire
1: morale
0: yeah so you've got an entire preseason with the guy in three games now you're looking for a new coach you've got an interim interim coach which is just the goalkeeper coach um did the the team like him see i don't know so publicly the locker room you know the team the players are saying yeah he was good we liked him but the the idea that you got from the way some of the moves were made and the way some of the players performed, like Luis Gill under Kassar, is that he didn't really have the locker room. That not all the guys were behind him. Gotcha. That's the idea and the impression that I got. I'm not there. I don't know to tell you, you know, hundred percent, but so it's a tough move. Um so there's a lot of options out there for a new coach, depending on what Deloitte Hansen wants to spend. The one that everyone kinda thinks at least locally, uh, will take over is Mike Petkey, who is the head coach for the Real Monarchs. You should put in for it, Chris. I don't think I would do a good job. <laughs> I may love soccer, but I don't think I'm the caliber to, to coach even a fucking five-year-old team <laughs> where it's just like follow the ball in a big pack. It's fun watching that progression of kids' soccer, though, for sure. Because <laughs> it goes from, like, big pack around the ball to, like, smaller pack but still a pack to, like... Starting to learn that you can actually pass if there's not a fuck ton of people around you, <laughs> and like start to do some connect. Like it's really is that cool a pure that measurement mention.
1: on a kid's soccer field.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Mike Petke is probably at least locally the favorite. He he got the Red Bulls to a supporter shield, meaning they were the best team in the regular season, um, and then fucking New York shit-canned him that year at the end of the year. He was doomed from the beginning because they wanted to go a different direction anyway. Um, but we picked him up. And when we picked him up and announced that last year, everyone was like, that's basically like the big, like, Jeff, your job's in jeopardy if you can't fucking come out of the gate swinging. Um, and now he's gone. Now they said they're going to do a full search, but there's, you know, there's guys like Bob Bradley that are available, Sig- Siggy Schmidt, former coach of Seattle. Um, I could go on and on. Most of you probably don't fucking care. So I won't. <laughs> but the <laughs> other big news uh, from Real Salt Lake uh, announced today officially. Um, RSL is trying to do a big press conference, and then the news came out this morning. Um, Manchester United will be playing Real Salt Lake this summer in a friendly. That's cool. That's big deal. That'd be That's a f-
1: huge. That's bigger than last year's game. That'd Even though you think they're one. dumb, last year's game a- was
2: fucking stupid.
1: I know, it, but the Man U is a big deal. That'd be a fun one to go to. So. I,
0: Man U would be fun to go to, I think. I mean, like Chelsea, Man U, Liverpool, those are the kinds of teams, those are the really big teams, Manchester City, that draw in a lot of money. It's a cash grab, no doubt about it. And last year's game, by the way, in the summer that I bitched about last summer, did not do well. They did not do well at all. I don't think they sold out the stadium. Um, I think it's kind of dumb. You are taking in the middle of your season, when your players are supposed to be getting a break, you're playing a friendly. You're playing a f- friendly with a team that, by the way...
1: Probably kick your ass. Well,
0: they're in their preseason in the summer, and they're not going to play all their fucking guys 90 minutes. They're going to play their starters in a mix at some point throughout the game for 15 to 45 minutes, probably. That's all you're going to see, the big players, the big name players.
1: Yeah, but to huge, huge soccer fans that's still a big deal if they got to see those their players out on the field for just a minute.
0: So it's kind of, I mean, I think they're, I think it's kind of stupid. There's a lot of risk, you know, for injury and stuff, hopefully being a friendly. You know, if you win, it's never really a win. If you lose, of course you were supposed to lose. So there's not a lot at stake. Uh, but it is kind of cool to see those guys in person. And for the players, like, it's, a lot of these players, like, that's their club. Like, they follow Man U. Mm-hmm. And they would love to trade jerseys with this freaking superstar on menu that they grew up watching that's still playing, you know, because, you know, you're dealing with a guy like, you know, maybe like a Luke Mulholland guy. Like
1: David Beckham.
0: Yeah, you see a guy like that and you're able to swap jerseys after a game you play. That's pretty cool. So those tickets will go on sale uh, for me and other season ticket holders thursday or something like 28th i don't fucking
2: know so that's above uh, and beyond that's not part of your season no no
0: no but you get first dibs on your seats uh, and on extra tickets um and then after that they pst- other systems they'll use to sell them tickets start at 50 dollars though so the shittiest seats in the stadium which are still good seats uh, basically in the area that you're at uh-huh. that you sat last week uh-huh. jeremy went to the game on saturday oh, good too. Um, but that section that you were in those will be like the 50 dollars seats this Still good seats. So I my think. seats are, I'm guessing, probably closer to $100 a
2: ticket uh, for my I seats. I don't think there's a bad seat in the stadium, There's though.
0: really not. There's really not. Just so. you can
2: see everything from pretty much anywhere.
0: And to see a team like Man U for 50 bucks is is pretty damn pretty damn awesome. So
1: Especially if you're a huge soccer fan. I mean, that's...
0: Yeah. I'll probably go. Uh, it'll probably be a, a pseudo-birthday thing for me because it'll be right by my birthday sometime in July. I don't remember the date. I'm
2: not going to go look it up. You can put it in the show notes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But speaking of, so did you have a fun time at the game, by the way?
2: We did. We had a good time.
0: It was a lot of fun. So Jeremy and his wife, were there, and um, we show up. Of course, we're running late by our standards. We like to be there about an hour early in the game, and we usually, if we go and tailgate, we're usually there like three or four hours early. Uh, But we show up, and, and I get a red solo cup with about half, Full of Jack Daniels and half full of Cherry Coke <laughs> to to start, <laughs> to start game. the game off. So that was good. That was good. Um, man, I love the people by me now too. Bree <laughs> said. So, <laughs> so did I talk about the the story of the poor kid that had to walk up and down on on the podcast? Uh-uh, All right. So, so the section that we sit in is 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 now a supporter section. It's a standing section, and we use a lot of foul language. Uh, I mean, it's not like swear up and down, but our chants have foul language in it. Uh, we use foul language when we're yelling at the at the players, like it's just normal. So they normally have security people kind of walking up and down because it gets kind of rowdy sometimes in the section. Um, so <laughs> first fucking game of the season, uh, we're there, and this kid couldn't be 19 years old, probably just out of high school, is working as event staff security essentially. And I swear to God, this is the rest of the event staff hazing him because he had to have been told to walk up and down the the aisle the whole game and watch for people swearing <laughs> in your section. So we chat things like you suck asshole sometimes. <laughs> so you've got, you know, 200, 300 people yelling asshole in a section and he stops and he's like looking like who who fucking said asshole? Who said it? He probably didn't say fucking in his mind. Uh, but he's like who said asshole? I need to go talk to him. So at one point I yell I yell something and then the word fuck is included and he's like right there and I can't see him because Bree's on that side of me but he's right next to Bree so he's just like standing next to Bree when I say it and he's like uh, excuse me can can you not say fuck or can you not use that language this is a family section I'm like no it's not <laughs> family sections across the way dude because there's <laughs> a designated family section you can't have beer in there there's no swearing like and they really enforce it but like this isn't a family section like whatever though <laughs> Everyone around me is like, Oh, you got in trouble. So then a little bit later, some, some dude yells at a player that he's a pussy on the field. <laughs> and this is like one row below us and like six or seven seats in from us. And that kid like is there and he catches him and he sees him and he walks down <laughs> and he has some chat with him. And the guy's like twice as big as this poor kid. And the guy's just like, mm, Yeah, whatever. Get out of my section. <laughs> like go away. <laughs> and as he's walking back, the guy that sits right in front of me has a little kid and the dude's like, I'm so sorry your son had to hear that. <laughs> and the guy goes, so I couldn't quite hear what he was said to him. So he told me on, on, on Saturday night, he goes, he goes, uh, he didn't pick up on my sarcasm. Cause I was like, yeah, I know. Can you believe that guy's language? <laughs> <laughs> so the priest said she caught him, uh, uh, she heard him saying something, yelling something at a rough, like, can you get off your knees already? Cause you sure are blowing him or something. <laughs> so anyway i love my new section it's great that's Um, awesome that's enough soccer talk um we got events uh we do maybe i mean this is way can you even do events this late into the podcast
1: Uh, that's up to you guys i don't know can i
0: oh yeah i'm good with it let's do it let's go events i'm just gonna bogart them you know that
1: sure 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 so uh, this week, there are a couple of cool events. The first one being on Saturday, Mr. Chris Stewart is doing his first town hall, and I have a feeling that it's going to turn out a lot like Jason Chaffetz's town hall did.
0: So, so who is Chris Stewart for those that, that are uninformed in the Utah world?
1: He's not my representative, so I don't know anything about him.
0: <laughs> what district is he, Three? I think so. Because Chaffetz is five, right? Where do I have that backwards? You don't even fucking know. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up while you talk. About yeah. Keep okay. Talking.
1: Anyways, that's at West High. The doors open at six thirty. Starts at seven. Like I said, I have a feeling this is going to be a lot like Chaffetz. The, so the if paid, you are going, go early.
2: The paid ha- hecklers will be there early. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: So he's uh, Utah's second district. Perfect. Does
1: that say where that's at? That's over here, isn't it, in your area? Nope, my area is not. I'm in the first district. Okay. Semi- Mine is Jefferson Mall, so. Anyways, that is Friday the 24th. Shit can that image get any blurrier?
0: Okay, so it is.
1: That's a massive.
0: Yeah, so sorry yeah, about the mic noise, guys. So Utah's second district is. And again, this is fucking stupid-ass Utah. It's basically like half of West Valley. Um, It's
1: like the Ochre Mountains (laughs) (laughs) down to southern Utah.
0: Yeah, it goes out to Tooele. So if you live in Tooele, it's probably you in Tooele. Don't open a tiff up in there. Stupid thing. Um, So it's like half? Yeah, it's like... Half the valley. Well, yeah, it's like you get chunks of Woodcross up to Farmington. So probably most of Davis County, it looks like. Uh, out to half of like East Mill Creek type area, some of West Valley, Tooele, he Grantsville. probably, oh. Everything south, he's got St. George, just looks like Cedar City's in there. Holy cow. So basically that whole the south whole west corridor, side of Utah. Yeah, that's that's a little crazy. It's
1: huge. Why? That's dumb.
0: Well, it's huge, but it's not. Like the number of people in that district's not any bigger. So really stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to- well, like Tooele is a big... Area on the map. But yeah, it's not a very high. Well, population. and that's.
0: I mean, most of that is. Most of that is just empty desert in West Utah.
2: So, if, yeah, if you're going down to St. George, you got your Beaver cheese and not much else. Some Fillmore. Beaver, beaver.
1: Um, beaver cheese. Fillmore
2: Beaver. Beaver cheese. I got to
0: write that down. I did. Do. <laughs> All cheese. right. Okay. So,
1: uh, um, Chris, I think that you. We're going
2: to use that, isn't it? A- episode title i about. think
1: we did actually yeah <laughs> we cheese. used it it was like one of our middle episodes just actually got beaver
2: cheese on our way back from disneyland i
1: did uh, i still have some of my fridge actually well, i should have stopped when we
2: came back from st george i should have stopped and got some beaver cheese oh yeah you got we some at just, the I gas mean. station you were, you were in a hurry though to get back for the podcast yeah i was i was but still fill more beaver cheese
1: yes <laughs> um, Magic the Gathering Grand Prix Trials, Chris. You should go to this. All right, I want to know oh, what information Bailey. you have. So nothing, I have nothing. That's all you got. It's a Parion Gaming and Draper.
0: Okay, so it's not just there, by the way. What? So let me talk. Let me tell you about. I'm going to school. have you
1: travel little. vouchers and some. Yeah. So
0: the way this works is, um, so Grand Prix are the big open Magic tournaments. So a Grand Prix used to be like, mm, I don't know, four to six hundred people. Um this is like two thousand and one, two thousand two-ish when I was playing some competitive stuff. Um now Grand Prix, like Grand Prix Las Vegas, last the last time they had it there, I think it was like five thousand people showed up to play Magic the Gathering. It's
1: oh, oh. a lot of regulators to watch over that. So in most Slap. Grand
0: Prix, like in the US, Grand Prix are huge. Like three thousand is not unheard of. Um it's pretty common to be two to three thousand easy. So it's a couple days of of playing whatever format they choose. And usually, like after the end of day one, there's a cut to day two, and then there's finals on, on
2: day three. So is it like the poker tournaments where as you win your round, you move on to the next?
0: No. So they take a record at the end of day one, and then they cut like half the field. So making day two of a Grand Prix is a big deal. So
2: you have to have so many
0: points? Is that... So many wins. Okay. Yeah. And they just take the overall records, and they go, okay, this is the line. This is everyone below this... Don't come back tomorrow, everyone above that you're in day two and so you're facing stronger competition obviously, and then out of that whoever has the best records at the end will get uh, we we'll, we'll move on right and and you do face there's Swiss rounds so What well, not Swiss rounds but they're I think they're normal rounds so basically what that means is as you win, you play people with the same record so when you win your first game you're playing someone that's won a game when you win your second game you're playing someone that's won the two games hmm. and so on and so on and so they do try to whittle people Did out Get like
2: a grand wizard master winner uh no they're not part of the kkk
0: um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, but you do eventually have a grand prix winner and this it's no joke grand Prix, uh i mean professional magic players this is part of how they make their living is they're taking home you know in the top eight you're taking home probably twenty thousand two thousand dollars uh, in prize money um, and really like the top 32 usually end up with money as prizes uh, some kind of cash purse and then the, the the main person depending on the Grand Prix I mean there's there's big checks out there um, so where does the money come from sponsors or
1: the registration $75 yeah, for yeah this but, one
0: well and so some of it is registration fees uh, but they got to pay judges that are there Wizards of the Coast puts these on Wizards of the coast um hmm. probably puts up a lot of the prize money. There's different groups that do them like Star City games does a bunch with prize money. The thing is is when you're going there, you're paying an entry fee um depending on the format, some of them are limited, which means you're paying for product that is being used in that as well so but they're they're big events they have they have artists that come in that that do a lot of the artwork for the cards so for That's instance cool. Raven has done has done one. One card. He's, if you look on his Facebook page, he's actually done a magic card under really? a different name. That's cool. Um,
1: That's but, really cool. You
0: know, so some really good artists. I'll just show you guys some of my favorite artwork
2: from cards. But Wait, they'll have a artists a there. They'll awesome. have vendors there.
0: And it's just a cool event to,
2: to go they, see. Do they have like panels and stuff while it's going on? Or is no. it more? It's just, it is the game. It huh? is
0: games. It is a tournament. It is a gaming tournament. Um, so these Grand Prix trials. So when you go to a Grand Prix, if you're a pro at a certain level, you get a certain number of buys. Like you don't have to play the 15 rounds that are in day one, which is exhausting to play 15 rounds of magic in a day is, is a lot, especially at a competitive level. So you may come in with six, seven, eight buys. These Grand Prix trials pay your registration fee. They pay a lot of times to give you a voucher for a hotel and gas or, or airfare. They also give you round buys. So if you win a Grand Prix trial at a local store, you get buys in your first couple of rounds going
2: into the Grand Prix. So that means you get to bypass some of it. So you get to you get to start with two wins. That's cool. And you don't have well, to play it seems like this rounds. one is
1: also giving like a limited pack of of cards yeah, as yeah. well. So you,
0: you get a lot of times you get promotional cards that Wizards puts out and you always you always have prizes for winning the individual local tournament. So it's not just at Paragon Games. Almost every game store in the valley offers them. Huh. Um if you go to WizardsMagicTheGathering.com, uh, you can actually look up what local game stores offer those, and you can see when they're scheduled. Um, most of them right now for the next three months will be to go to Grand Prix Las Vegas, which I believe is in July. Um, but there's some other ones out there.
2: You should get back in the game, and then we can go support you.
0: Uh, you want to pay for the cards. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me to for me to play modern, even if I'm just buying the deck straight out, I'm probably in it depending on the deck $1200 for the one deck
1: it's like my whiskey collection like like standard
0: which is the cheaper format cuz it's the newer cards you're still for one of the current decks you're probably still looking at around $300 how many cards are in a 60 plus a 15 card sideboard Whew, that's expensive yeah yeah i mean it it it's pricey it's a really hard habit so part of why I want to sell my cards I just don't think I can afford to <laughs> to play competitively
2: um,
0: anyway so cool, that's a cool event, cool okay, event. and next. when you told me when you told me about that I, I did a little bit more research on where the Grand Prix trials were because I knew what they were I just didn't know that we were doing them locally
1: well I picked it because I wanted you to talk about it so uh-huh, um, this weekend we also Suckered have yep the like winter market bitch. which we haven't talked about for a long time. Um, the it's not winter market. anymore. It's N- yes, but it's they spring. don't they don't start getting outside for I think about another month.
0: Isn't it officially spring today? Yes, no, today twentieth. 20th? 20th.
1: Yep. And then um, to bring in spring, uh, the Holly Festival is this weekend down in Spanish Fork at the temple down there. Uh, also known as the Festival of Colors. has nothing to do with running. So
0: the Holly Festival, I, can I, I'm i going to interrupt you. I'm not even going to ask because I do it every time. Uh, <laughs> our Holly Festival is like the biggest in the nation.
1: It is, yes.
0: It's the biggest in the world, isn't it?
1: Um, outside of, outside India, of India, probably. Yeah, I, I think, think that so.
0: Because the, the, the Hindu the people that actually so. monitor and put on those festivals, mm-hmm. ours is the biggest and yeah. continues to be the biggest as it grows
2: in the world outside of... That's India, the Prague. Krishna Temple, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: The Sri Krishna. Yeah. Down so in for so Don't they have? Isn't it a
2: whole day? Don't they have food? It's, it's, two. Two so it's Stuff. Yeah.
1: It's Saturday. Saturday from... It starts at 10 and Sunday's 11. I'm a little concerned about this weekend, though, because it's supposed to rain.
0: So, holy is uh, H-O-L-I. H-O-L-I.
1: H-O-L-I yes. So... Um, it's $5 and then the cost of your colors, you can buy colors ahead of time, but you have to get them from the temple. They're sanctioned colors, um, Friday, and material. It's just a cornstarch. Friday um, they're
2: calling for sun, but Saturday for,
1: for rain. Saturday and Sunday oh, and Saturday
2: and,
0: and rain's fine. Cause trust me, that shit gets on you dry. It's never fucking coming off whatever you're wearing. <laughs> it does not come out. That's why
1: I wear the same shirt every year. Yeah. So,
0: (laughs) permanently stained. Wear Uh white. Wear a white shirt. Wear pants that you don't give a fuck about, or shorts that you don't give a fuck about. Maybe a
1: tank top under your shirt.
0: Yeah, because your skin's gonna get (laughs) colored. Like it's it's no joke. But it's cool if you wear
1: um face gear, whether it's a bandana or a mask. Something Um, to to breathe. There's nothing cooler than purple boogers. Mm. Saying. I love um, Is it like a
2: one, two, three and everybody throws it? So
1: they have they have tosses um throughout the day. Um they'll usually announce them. They'll do a countdown. Of course, people always throw early and they're dumb, but um <laughs> they have a, DJs, they have performers, there's yoga classes, food. there's food, the licorice people will be there, our good friends Chris and Crystal. I, have I still have some.
0: I still some have I still have a little. That's bit. actually
1: where I met them. Last it was last year.
0: I still have a little bit of the hard black licorice left. The really, really strong stuff. Uh, everything else is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Brie yeah. ate like Brie ate like. But it's it's really ropes.
1: it's really cool to see, um, you know, the first throw when everything is still. Um, Some people pure probably and can't and help mush. but
2: throw premature. It's just yes, that is it. true. You, you know. can
1: prematurely throw. It's okay. Yeah. Well, pre- I won't judge. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> one last thing: the girl, uh, the Anarchy Girls Cause Base up in North Salt Lake, is doing three classes on Sunday. Um, each class does cost, whether you're a member or non-member. Uh, there's a sewing class, a bodysuit class, and a molding and casting Where at? demo. It's in North Salt Lake. It's I missed well, it.
0: North Salt. You're like my fucking daughter. All right, I'm like, where's your friend live, Draper?
1: <laughs> I apologize. Fucking I didn't. Lo- Draper, I didn't look up the address because Draper I always post links. Like this mm. is this is the
0: conversation. Well, where does he live, Draper? Right where in Draper? Well, I don't know. Well, fucking where? Kind of by the school. He lives on fucking South Mountain, like basically Bluffdale, but further east. Like that's not by the school. No, no, it's not. Or like you know, one
1: sixty eight East Center Street B in, in North, North Salt, Salt Lake. Lake.
2: See, that's the right kind of answer and, there. And she's the who? I heard I I missed the first part. She's.
1: It's a group. It's a a business that started. Um, I think they said they started in August. They were actually on Fox 13 what's, this week. What's, what's the name? Uh, Anarchy Girls Cause Space, and that their uh I've web address is anarchygirlscausespace.com. Um, they were. Kitty Corner from us at the Halloween Expo—they yeah, had yeah. our um, scavenger hunt stuff. That's right. So, or we donated stuff to them. Oh, okay, That's okay, why the okay, name sounds okay. familiar. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, it's just—it's they're doing really amazing things for the cosplay community. Whether it's learning how to sew or build wings or um, mold, or it's—it's it's really cool what they're doing. And can
0: I say going back to Fanex? That is still one thing that Utah does. Fucking fantastic and I wish that they would change how they do the cosplay stuff because I always miss it because it's always on Saturday night and I've always got an RSL game to go to at one of their conventions. Because RSL can't ever seem to fucking play away whenever we have a
1: con. <laughs> well, see, well they announced the dates in September already. To, so go
0: look. But I always want to watch cosplay competition. Because the cosplay so good in Salt Lake, it really is. There was
1: a guy dressed as Freddie Mercury in the yellow jacket and white pants. Yeah, well, with was the was mu- He was amazing.
0: <laughs> so, so I got to tell this story. So Jess saw, Jess saw this dude in a Voltron cosplay. It was really good. He was so good. He was great, and you know, he had the basically he was wearing like I thought boots, you were going to tell my story. <laughs> boots and, and gloves. Oh, we'll tell that story too because that's good. So like boots and gloves and a hat and and basically like he, shorts. He looked really, he looked really good. good. So she sends me this picture of him because she knows I like Voltron. I've got a fucking old school Voltron put together up there. And so we're walking and I see this other dude. I see the Voltron that she sent me a picture of. And then I see this other guy. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, but do you have was, that
0: on your phone? I do have Can you it, show it on it my to phone, him? yes. So, and he's dressed like Voltron, sort of. So sort of. the it, like the Voltron, train. the idea of like Voltron and Power Rangers is it's five pieces that come together form this big right. robot. Well, he did that, but it's <laughs> Thomas, Thomas Tank Thomas the Tank Engine. It was, and, and it was the coolest fucking costume amazing. I saw the whole time. To- and you know what? That actually won first place. Really? That won first place. That's in so one the great. Yes, you're gonna have
2: to post that.
1: That's so it's, great. That's it was hilarious.
0: such a great it was such a great cosplay. And he was actually there talking to the Voltron guy, and the Voltron guy's taking his picture, like, this is awesome. And he's like, Hey, can you do it? And he was like dancing and stuff for him. It was it was great.
1: Do you remember that time we saw the guy in blackface? Oh I <laughs> don't so know. We come out
0: and we're talking <laughs> we're talking to like Jay and, and Carrie and some of the Geek Show guys, and we fucking look across and there's this dude walking around in fucking
2: blackface. That's his costume.
1: Oh, I don't we don't know what he was. Like it was horrible though. It like was, I saw him clear down the hall and I was like I told Bree I was like, oh, that guy is a black face. Like really,
0: like honestly, don't let his ass in. He doesn't have to be able to come
1: in. Just I don't care if you're pretending way. to be tan. You look like you're in black face. Out. That's horrible. It was bad. So uh
0: <laughs> Let's talk, tell you guys. So, Jess, <laughs> if you guys Trying don't know, if you haven't story. seen, because Je- there's pictures on her Facebook, uh, Jess cosplayed as Stuart. Not this time, but this time, of the last year when
2: we when we did in September. And I cut my Stuart finger.
1: from Mad TV to be <laughs> I'm in the hospital
2: getting my finger sewn back on, and they're showing me pictures. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. So, Jess,
2: you got to tell the story, Jess, because <laughs> I'm just telling it secondhand, and it's so good.
1: <laughs> so, I I've made friends with several of the security guys who are all um, brought in from Hill Air Force Base. So they're all military. And I see the one that... I talk to every time. I think his name is, it's Rick or Rich. And
0: he walks. She talks to him every time and she's his friend, but she does not fucking know his name. He,
1: well, actually just learned his name this time. I know. Anyways, I knew the other guy. His name is D and he's the one that took the pictures. So he walks up to me and he's like, he says, you got your pants on this time. (laughs) And I, and I think he called it diaper. And I said, no, it was underwear. And yes, I have my pants on. And he said, you know, he said, somebody took pictures and ended up on our security message board. How great of a job I was doing because I was helping this little lost kid.
0: <laughs> so there's Jess in a picture with a security guy as Stuart. With her underwear. I have all blonde. three pictures now. And they I have can, been sent to me. All I can picture is that it's a meme. That, Look at the security guard helping this lost child find their pants.
1: My pants? No. <laughs> no. Anyways. <laughs> yeah so that's my, that 's my and then story. and then and then I went up to there was a celebrity who i don 't even know who she is she was beautiful, but um one of my favorite volunteers who I became friends with her and her husband when Craig Parker was here about four years ago because I was at his booth pretty much the whole weekend talking American horror story and other things anyways. So I went up to say hi to her. There was no one in the line for the celebrity. And I just walked straight up to the volunteer. And like, I don't think I actually acknowledged the celebrity. I was just talking to the volunteer. And as I turned to walk away, I thought to myself, it's pretty funny that like I go to talk to the volunteer and not the celebrity. celebrity. And and my cousin says to me, he's like, that was really funny to watch the look on the celebrity's face. (laughs) You like completely ignored her.
0: Well, it's it's like me. It's like with Billy Boyd. I fucking know who that was. <laughs> cool. I watched you in The Hobbit. Great. Cool, dude. You don't look anything the like volunteers that. volunteers
1: just have really cool yeah. stories. They're just nice people. Well, they, they, they do, do a really it, good... It. What? You didn't no,
0: dress
2: up this time. No, she didn't.
1: I don't usually dress up for Fanax. I uh, usually... I always wear was an exception. I always... Only for big Comic Con. Yeah. Only for September. Um... I usually wear my Captain America shirt on the first day and then this time I wore my Iron Man shirt that I got in Disneyland.
0: So I've been thinking of, and maybe you guys can think of some good suggestions, I want to cosplay. It's I fun. really do. Um, and the one that is easy for me that I could pull off without a doubt is Barf from Spaceballs. Uh, yeah, I always see But yeah,
1: there's two guys that, that do it. And um, so I'm like, mm, I don't really want to do that. It just depends. If you want to do something that is... Super common or super? Obs- I don't know. Not yeah, super obscure. <laughs> like yeah.
0: me. Uh, so I, I don't know, but there's 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 stuff I've thought about doing. So
1: I'm gonna be Bob from What About Bob, and I'm gonna carry the fish on my neck. <laughs> That's real. I was just talking about that. <laughs>
0: I watched that movie like I don't know two or three weeks ago. So I love good. that movie.
2: I love that. So movie. good.
1: And I was like, do I carry the fish like really around my neck or do I like gelatin in a fish bowl with like a fake fish in the middle? I feel like I'd have to do the real fish.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like the fish would die.
1: It's a goldfish. I'm not worried. <sighs> I can get another one. Animal
0: abuse. That's the <laughs> <title. More> <laughs> abuse. <laughs> we will get so much hate mail. <sighs> uh, we won't even talk about my fish and what happened with them. Is there uh, any
1: more events, Jess? Yeah, is that
2: it? I mean, I'm sure there's other shit to do.
1: Of course, there's always things to do, but nope, those are the cool ones. So, all right, so let's talk uh, stuff.
0: Um, We're going to talk news, and we're going to spend, especially without a guest, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the legislative session that was, um, and what to expect. So, uh, Bruby's broovies. So I, we've talked about broovies before in the Quite the, the impending lawsuit. So basically, uh, long story short, we have a really cool here in Utah cinema pub called Broovies. Um, it's kind of a shithole, kind of a dive, but it's a cool concept and and uh, if we were in another state, others would do this. Um, there's one up in Ogden actually that's tried doing it, the movie grill or red carpet cinema I think it's called. Um, but you can have a drink and watch a movie, right? Cool idea. Order food, have a beer, watch a movie. The theater's not in the greatest shape, but it's a really cool experience. I actually love going to movies to watch movies. So they played Deadpool. Deadpool, if you haven't seen it, has some sexual content. Um, and I think the scene that really got them was the pegging scene, which isn't that bad. Like even in the unrated, like home edition, I watched it. That doesn't bother me at all. Like it's not a, a, any kind of crazy of scene. Look, the sex scene, the puppet sex scene in Team America is oh, yeah. way more graphic than anything in Deadpool. And the montage of sex in Deadpool is only like a minute and a half
2: long. So ago. it's not like showgirls. No,
0: no. It's, it's just not the like...
1: length of calendar, girls. That's all.
0: Yeah, it's just 12 months, you know, yep. um, and the song. Yeah, the whole song. That's not even the whole song, I nope. don't think. It's only a, little, a few of them. Anyway, so, um, Broovies gets cited by the DABC for serving beer with sexually explicit content. Um, cause there was two undercover agents. Yeah, there was vice agents that went in specifically to bust them for this, which, so. Don't
2: worry, they didn't watch those parts. They closed their eyes.
0: So, uh, essentially, they fine Broovies, and Broovies basically says, fuck you. Uh, Rocky Anderson, former mayor of Salt Lake City, uh, is defending them or actually filing the lawsuit on their behalf. Ryan Reynolds donated money to Bruvies, uh for this cause. Um, but basically, Bruvies is now going after uh, the state of Utah and saying that law is unconstitutional. That requirement is unconstitutional because it's impeding on our free speech.
1: Well, I learned something this weekend. So drag performers by, I would assume, this exact same DABC law are requi- are considered Sexual performers like strippers. Are you fucking kidding me? I you? am not kidding you. They don't jam, take off their clothes. Club jam. So there is a law that says, and again, I assume it's the same law, that they are not allowed to go out into the crowd. They are not allowed to take tips. They are not allowed to touch people. I Again, I assume it's the same law. i sure it um, is. And jam just got fined the fine is up to $5,000 and it also can be jail time. I don't know if that's for the club owner. I'm not quite sure.
0: It's typically for it's typically for the offender, so um, the performer. No, no, for the uh, the offender, the club owner, the, the, club owner, oh, the, yeah. the one serving the so
1: alcohol. So uh, this came into play because I work at Drag Brunch and our queens go into the crowd. Our queens accept Tips
2: and don't they serve alcohol? Because they
1: should, and it's because there is alcohol. Being it is not a sexual room. performance. They that don't is how take they off are classified. They're
0: goddamn close. It's like a fucking fashion show, you pieces of shit.
1: <laughs> it's not different than going to the theater.
0: It is, and 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 honestly, they should probably talk to Rocky Anderson. So here's the deal: Brewies has been fined previously. They had that initial fine of five grand. Yes. the fine from this one, and they just paid it. Right, they just paid it. They were like, "This fucking sucks." They raised some money. They took care of it. Well, now um, because of this, like, this is this is a much bigger fine the second time around. It's also potential for them to lose their license. Right. Like the first offense, you kind of you get the fine, and you could have a suspension of your license for a short time. The second offense, they're like, "Nope, you just lose your license." Now these laws are not uncommon in other states, specifically for. Strip clubs, gentlemen's clubs, where you have completely nude women, live women, mind you, uh, doing overtly sexual things, stripping. I'm sorry, it's overtly sexual. The nature of taking your clothes off and dancing for someone for tips is overtly sexual in nature, right? Yes. Okay. And the idea is that if you're drinking and and that is occurring. You know, there's a lot. There's plenty of states that say you can't go fully nude when that's occurring because
1: it will make you sexually aggressive. Well, and
0: and it could. Like, I absolutely think, like, if you are watching a stripper and you've had too much to drink and you're allowed to touch them, it can definitely lead to problems, right? That's why you have huge bouncers in strip clubs. Why you're not allowed to touch the girls Uh, because it it can lead to people. They're like, oh, she likes me, you know.
1: This is a movie. This is different.
0: It's a <laughs> movie on screen.
2: And it's not even a movie
1: You're not going to whip out your
0: dick and start jacking right. off because you had a beer and you saw someone getting pegged on screen. I mean, you might, but guess what? You're fucked up and you probably already would do that at Megaplex Theaters down in Jordan Commons. <laughs> <laughs> like the beer is not what caused you to pull your dick out, you know? True. And I, I'm saying this as, as a guy because, you know, women are more discreet. Because you are basically. a guy. Basically. Well, and women are more discreet. Yes, they are. don't have anything to whip out, so to speak. I
1: don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Okay. So they're going to pull out <laughs> their boobs
0: and never mind. So, anyway, yeah. uh, but so I, we bring this up because um, the Attorney General, um, who is trying to defend the state of Utah essentially, it's their job, right, uh, is trying to get the case dismissed, saying this is not um, a violation of the First Amendment right because it's regulation of alcohol consumption, but, but, there have already been precedents set out there in other states that you cannot regulate alcohol consumption as it relates to this type of stuff. So, and I think California, there was—I don't remember—but uh, that's a big deal. And uh, I hope it doesn't get dismissed. Um, it is with a U.S. District Court of Appeals right now, right? Or just a—you
1: hope it doesn't get dismissed? Yeah.
0: I don't want it to be dismissed. Okay. Well, I, want, clarify. I want I want Bruvies and, and Rocky Anderson. I want this to go fight up. Fight the good fight. I want it to be fought. I want Utah to waste a shit ton of money fighting this. And maybe hopefully it goes to the US Supreme Court. Maybe Utah holds out and continues to appeal until it gets to the US Supreme Court because this is absolutely something that I think uh is is total bullshit and I hope the fucking state of Utah loses.
1: Yeah.
2: And made an example of
0: Again, it's anti business. So for such a conservative state, we're trying to fuck over businesses for archaic bullshit. Well, it's like the drinking stuff, right? Like when the secret shopper shit, s- secret shopper shit that was going on in the Say legislature for for the what liquor Which they
2: determined was completely useless.
0: Well, in the actual committee meeting, right? Finally, someone just fucking stands up and says, have you ever even been into a liquor store? Like, have you ever stepped foot into a liquor store? No. So why the fuck are you writing this legislation? Why are you proposing this? You've never even been in there to experience what goes on. Like it's just stupid. We we have legislatures that legislators legislators, that are writing <laughs> laws <laughs> that they have no idea what they're doing. And even the DABC with this breovy things was like, Yeah, we really didn't want to do this. So anyway. Uh, did you know we burned trash in Utah? I did. You did?
2: Yeah, I really actually I did.
0: I didn't know that. I didn't know we had any of these here. I know they do it in, in other places, but um, there is a trash incinerator. Where is it at? It's
1: in Ogden. Ogden?
0: O-Town. Um, so uh, so there are some environmental advocates saying they're going to close it down the trash incinerator that's up there in Ogden. Um, r- right now, there's it's Wasatch Integrated Waste Management District, I guess, up there. I don't know. Um, basically they're, they're going to shut down the incinerator because it needs about $8 million in upgrades
2: and they just don't
0: have the demand for the steam. That's an off product of burning the
2: garbage. Right. However, the steam does, uh, generate power for a number of nearby buildings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big power generator. Um, and the problem is they stopped burning the trash. Well, now you've got to do something with the trash, which means you're going to put it in a landfill and you've got to get that power from somewhere. And guess where Utah gets all its power?
2: Coal. coal. We are a coal state. We burn a lot of fucking coal here. And we burn a lot of coal for California, too. Yes, we do. <laughs> We're nice. We're nice like that. Yeah,
1: but the good thing is is that they're saying those buildings can be used for different power sources like natural gas.
0: Potentially, but they're not set up for it yet.
1: Right. And well, so, that plant needs $8 million in upgrades.
0: Yeah, and the, the big thing is, is it really can't pay for itself anymore, so they've got to close it. I like the idea of burning trash. Um, I know it's bad burning for the in your environment. But yeah, I mean, i just take it over to Jeremy's house put it in his fire pit. <laughs> so. Someone else want to talk about UVU? UVU? I don't want to bring it all up myself. I mean, you I don't know want I'm to bring it up? Why? It. Well, I, mostly, why? It's
1: such an awesome thing, and I think it's a great idea. You know, I'm not we, quite sure why they have not...
0: Well, they just... bear I mean, it's new, right?
1: What? UVU? No, No. the the
0: concept here.
1: No, the concept is new, but they're talking about congestion. That area is ridiculous to begin with, that whole intersection. And there's not a lot of roads that go around the school to begin with.
0: Yeah, so Utah Valley University. So University Avenue is humongous. It's like three or four lanes across it at the freeway there, right where UVU is. But to get to UVU is a nightmare, no matter which direction you're coming from. Um And it's only gotten worse as the university down there has grown.
2: This report says that it can take up to 30 minutes to get from the Orem station for the front runner to the campus. Yeah. So
0: if you're commuting to campus down at Utah Valley, you don't live in Utah Valley or you don't live in the Orem area and you're taking front runners, say, from Salt Lake to go down there to go to school. um, It takes you 30 minutes to get. It's not that far. It's across the freeway. I mean, really, we're talking like five or six blocks, but it can take you over 30 minutes to get there.
2: So the students have come up with a potential idea of using ski lifts or a or a ski lift style system
1: like an air air gondola
2: like the one they have at lagoon
0: no, no, not like Lagoon at all. So <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, so With what the they're what they're talking yes. <laughs> about doing is is an actual gondola, which is more akin like to a snowbird. It's the
2: enclosed, It's like bigger the
0: enclosed. You can fit thirty people in it. It goes up and comes down, and goes up and comes down, uh, versus a traditional ski lift, which is sitting in the open air. Uh, because what they're proposing is that it go from the, basically the west side of I-15, where that stop is, the the front runner stop. Over I
1: 15. That would be really cool. Into UVU. I think that would be neat to see. <laughs> I think that's
0: a fantastic idea. It's one of those like kind of innovative ideas. It was a college student that came up with it because parking's a bitch. Uh, parking's impossible at UVU during school. Like, have you ever actually tried to park on campus down there? I go down that way a lot during the week and it's a nightmare. Oh, it's ridiculous. Well,
1: they have one of these in Bolivia. And it cut down the commute from two hours to less than thirty minutes. Yeah, because you're it's just skipping. Amazing. You're going
0: over all the traffic. There's no, nothing in your way. It's it's a lot like tracks. The tracks train here in Salt Lake, running from, I'd say about 13th South, uh, out to the the very south end of the valley down towards Riverton and, and
2: Bluffdale. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see.
1: Well, they did a bunch of group projects on air-based systems, like zip lines. Can you zip a zipline in school? That'd be awesome.
0: Well, I mean, the the big thing with a gondola is even in the winter, you're not exposed to the elements when you go
1: across. So. Right. It would be cool to see what they come up with. I hope that it's speedy. All yeah. right.
0: So now we are going to talk about the legislative session for 2017. We gave you a reprieve last week, but...
1: It's time. Fucking
0: deal with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this time of year, uh, the legislative session ended last week, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. The 9th. Um, on the 9th of March. And um, so now we've got an idea of what happened. So there was roughly 1,200 pieces of legislation brought up in session. Like 500? hundred and thirty-five. Five or five hundred and fifty something. It was a record-setting number of legislation that was passed.
1: Five thirty-six, I believe. Yeah,
0: five hundred and thirty-six pieces of legislation were passed. Now, some of these are dumb fuck like one-page resolutions to rescind the Bears Ears National Monument designation, which thank God still hasn't been done. Um, But you know, fucking lost. I just want to know. I'm gonna.
1: I think I want to read a little bit more into some of these because some of the joint resolutions are awesome. Like. well, let's see. Encouraging study to reduce fall-related injuries. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, there's just yeah.
0: So resolutions Getting commemorative
1: are, postage stamps.
0: Re- resolutions are are a funny thing because it's like, hey, we as the state decided that we should probably say this. A lot it of these fucking bears no actual action. <laughs> it's like we are feeling uh, happy today. That's the resolution.
1: Well, and we're talking House bills and s- Yeah, and so Senate total bills. legislation,
0: House bills and Senate bills. We want to talk about a few of them. If you guys are interested, um, it's utah.le. Dot dot it's
1: le.gov. L-E yeah. We'll post the
0: link. le.utah.gov. Um, and you can actually go look, and, and you, we've talked about this before. You can go in there, but you can just click on Pass Bills. Uh, passed as in they passed them in the legislature. They are S S as affirmed. in ass. Um and not passed as yeah, in historical, but passed as in
1: You're an ass. Yes.
2: She was just she had that one stacked. She had that one she knew it was coming up. She's like I'm storing that shit. Um Some of them are interesting. Some of them are decent. Some of them are good. Well, and a lot of it is, is budgetary shit
0: that gets passed every year. Basically, what happens is, and the reason we kind of wanted to wait to do this is till some of the dust settled. But you, you get a few passed right away, mostly your, all your mundane budgetary stuff. Uh, and then you have all these committee meetings and a lot of stuff getting brought up to the press to, to show people. And then like the last four days of the legislative session, All the actual work happens, and you actually see whether or not a bill gets passed. You get the votes. You get some floor debate. They're out of committee, and I mean up until the last minute, people are talking about bills and getting them passed. One of those bills that was passed at the very last minute, but I think it was the last one they voted on in the session, uh, and basically leading up to it, everyone thought it wasn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden it fucking happened. And that's House Bill 155.
1: Which is still not signed by the governor. Well,
0: still debating it. And that's the other thing. If you go to uh, le.utah.gov, um, you can actually see when you look at those past bills, uh, not asked, but passed. Um,
1: <laughs> Come on. That was good. Yeah, it
0: was. <laughs> um, but anyway, you can actually see if the governor has signed them into action or not yet. Um, so he can veto them. Uh, he can also sign them. Um, But this bill, HB 155, we've talked about it before, it is lowering the legal blood alcohol content limit when driving from 0.08 to 0.05.
1: As of 4 o'clock this afternoon, there were already 1,555 calls, um, 56 if you count mine, um, calling the governor's office to urge a veto.
0: So so
2: to...
1: And not an Italian one. So word.
0: And, and and by the way, folks, I encourage you all to call the governor's office and ask them to I veto say, HB one fifty five. If it's the
1: governor's office, where can I direct your call? And you say, I would like to put in a veto for HB one fifty five. And they will say, Okay, we have you down for one veto.
2: And you can call back and
0: do it again and again
2: and Can again. you? So so. No. so to some to some small degree the arguments are we want to make the roads safer and we don't want truck drivers and we want to be more like europe because europe has some places in europe have have 0. the 0. lower 5. laws so i mean that's that's but europe everything's in
0: walking distance generally speaking <laughs> <laughs> they have better, oh. better, better better transportation uh and it's just a different kind of culture there in us there is no place with 0.05 you can have a beer And hit .05.
1: I want to know where the people were that, I mean, it talks about science and data, but clearly nobody scientifically researches because everybody knows that this depends on your body weight and your metabolism and...
0: Your stomach contents and your hydration level. And .05. I don't even drink and I know that. And .05, false positives come out of .05 all the time. And that's
1: what... Citizens are concerned about are false positives.
0: No, this does nothing Endless to deter theory. drunk driving. So the one argument is, well, look, I heard Spencer Cox, the lieutenant governor, talk about this on the radio, and he said, well, look, you're not going to get pulled over for any different reason. Like they're still going to pull you over because you're doing things. You're not driving with your no head on. No blinker. You don't use whatever. a blinker. You're swerving. And if you look impaired when they come to talk to you, they're going to administer filled sobriety tests and then they're going to give you a breathalyzer. It's not like this is magically going to make them pull yeah. more people over. But what this does do is hurt tourism. So we already decided to say, oh, we don't want bear's ears. Fuck you, outdoor retailers. Now we're saying, oh, hey, tourists, by the way, if you have a drink in the state of Utah, which is already difficult enough because you either have to have a restaurant with this fucking wall food? or a barrier. You have to be asked if you want food. You have to be 10 feet away from a bar if you have your kid with you because, God, they're going to turn into alcoholics if they fucking see a drink being made. Like, and,
2: hey, we, we all know skiers don't like to drink.
0: No. I mean, no one does that comes to the state of Utah. That Look, people don't come here to drink. <laughs>
2: That's that's not the reason. No one <laughs>
0: comes except for maybe Vegas, but even Vegas, that's not really why they go there. But no one goes somewhere just to drink. But the idea of having a convention in a state that has such crazy restrictive drinking laws, that has things like a .05 blood alcohol limit, that's not going to
2: invite so people to come. So, a hundred and twenty-pound bride has a glass of wine on her wedding day and then gets busted because she's way over. Yeah. Because she's
1: 0.05, or Senator Jim Debacius drinks Listerine and he's screwed. Yeah, yeah Just I came mean, from the dentist and they cleaned your mouth and
0: you blow a 0.05 because you forgot enough, to turn your blinker on. There's and enough alcohol in your mouth, ripped. but you're not impaired. But they're looking for drunk drivers. Um, the other thing, and here's what really here.
1: I'm just gonna play devil's <laughs> advocate. As a tourist, you really say, "Oh." Their DUI, their DUI laws are a little bit strict, so I'm not going to go visit them. It's
0: not the individual tourist. It's the people that bring tourists here. It's it's big conventions. When you bring in 20,000 people into a state, when you're looking at places to bring them in.
1: All retailers is gone, so don't yeah, <laughs> about Well,
0: our, that. our biggest out-of-state convention has <laughs> gone now. We already said fuck you to them. Um, I, here's the thing that, that really gets me on it. It's not going to deter people that drive drunk now. Nope it is not going to stop someone from getting behind a wheel that was going to do it before. It's
2: like gun laws to stop the terrorists.
0: You could make the legal (laughs) drinking limit .00. You can have nothing. And if you have 0.01 in your system or 0.001 in your system, you can get a DUI. It will still not stop people from drinking and driving that are going to drink and drive. The only way you get those people to stop is if you put their asses in jail for a very long amount of time and you make it so that even if they plead down, they're still facing a felony charge when they do shit like that. I'm sorry. If you drink and drive, you need to be a felon. If it's that severe, that actually tells people maybe I shouldn't do this because I'm sorry the the way I feel about it, if you drink and drive, that's not a simple mistake, right? You don't get a one off. You don't get a freebie because you can fucking kill someone. It happens all the time. Surprisingly, not on St. Patrick's day, apparently this weekend.
1: Surprisingly. Yeah.
0: But that's how I feel about drinking and driving. My cousin. So my cousin years ago, uh, was at a party, never drank and drive. Uh, blacked out because he drank too much. Uh, He remembers going to his car to get a can of chew. Next thing he remembers, he's upside down on a freeway with sparks flying over his head. Served five years in a prison because he almost killed an 11-year-old boy. The boy barely lived. He ended up going into the wrong lane of traffic on a freeway, hitting someone head on at 75 miles an hour. And to this day, he has a hard time driving because he feels so freaking horrible about it. And he even having served the sentence five years he served in jail, he will tell you I deserved it
1: yeah, the so. guilt of uh, guilt the guilt of causing an accident, whether it's a DUI or not is is uh pretty heavy when it kills someone so
0: so anyway, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Jim debacus is was trying to host a debate. sounds like uh, representative Thurgood did not uh, isn't that his name Thurgood.
1: Think it isn't it a Lady? Not Thirsty.
0: Thurston. Thurston, Thurston. Thirst thirsty Thurston. Um anyway, uh did not show up it it sounds like, but uh they was doing a Facebook live event for it. Um there's a lot of pressure on Herbert to veto this bill because it is really it's just not good. There's nothing good about it. It doesn't solve any problems. And it just makes Utah look stupid.
1: see what he does. Cause
2: he needs to call the church before he can make a
1: we all know what the church would say
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Jess uh, she brought us a letter from Equality Utah because she's on their mailing list um, and I thought this was a really cool letter I don't know that I want to read it all um, but Utah's not just about shitty liquor laws um, Utah is not always about terrible laws Although in 1996, we enacted a law which uh, has been referred to as the No Promo Homo Law, which basically made it um, against the law for teachers from providing any kind of positive views or mentions of
1: LGBT Not activities. even positive, any across any the mention. board. And my roommate actually was just talking about this. He was, is a teacher down in... Uh, Utah County and a student actually was asking him about something and he was like, I can't can't talk about it. I can't. And that was his moment of, I don't want to be a teacher anymore if I can't have these conversations.
0: And look, these conversations should be had at home with parents. But the fact of the matter is if you grew up in a conservative religious household, it's not a comfortable environment to have a conversation like this with a parent. And the next best thing to a parent for most of these kids Are teachers that they trust, that that they have some sort of connection with in that sort of way. And I'm not saying teachers are the places they need to get it, but guess what? That's where they get it, right? It's that or what their friends tell them, you know. But a lot of times there's a reason Utah has such a high teen suicide rate. It's because these kids have nowhere to go because their parents don't accept them, the community doesn't accept them, and the only other place that they look in, in their teachers can't do anything they can't say anything because they fear losing their job they fear going to jail i mean it's it's a legit thing so s b one ninety six was passed, uh, and s b one ninety six eliminates that antiquated prohibition once and for all
1: they were ready to um because I believe that there's been a lawsuit um, brewing um, they were getting ready to fight if he didn't pass that and so this is, it's a really big deal that that this passed. So do we, do we
2: know what level they're, are they, are they just allowed to talk about it or are they allowed to, do we know what level this allows for the freedom? Um, it's just not outlawed anymore.
1: Yeah. Like a teacher's not going to lose their job if a student comes to them and says, hey, this is how I'm feeling or... Even any, it's really, from what my roommate was saying, it is any conversation that has anything to do with it, they could potentially lose their job and be, I mean, it it was like fines, like jail, like it was hefty. Now this was tied,
0: just so everyone knows, this was tied to a health education amendment which deals with sex ed.
1: Well, it says right here, next step is to work closely with the Attorney General's office the state board of education to ensure that the intent of SB 196 is implemented in every Utah school district.
0: So it is not just removal of the no promo homo, but it also the SB 196. If I remember correctly,
1: it's creating education. Not no. really Utah it's, education. It's basically <laughs> sa-
0: no. It's basi- It basically says you cannot advocate. Um, you cannot advocate any kind of sexual activity, meaning you're not going to get in trouble for talking about it if the question's asked, but in sex ed, you can basically
2: only teach abstinence still. That, that was kind of my question. That's where I was going with it is, is so we're not to that level yet, No, but, but if, a, if the question arises, they can at least address it without, but one one thing that's, that's important to remember
0: um, and, and to understand, and this is when we talk about the new Utah and we talk about how we are doing some progressive things, There's only one other state in the country that has enacted a similar. um,
1: Has overturned. uh, Has overturned a no
0: promo homo or a don't say gay type of legislation. That was California.
1: Yep. So we're only second.
0: We're second in the nation. And there were a lot of states back in the 90s that put this kind of shit on the books. Um, So, look, for all of our faults, we're doing some good shit. I mean, that's a really progressive. Thing, I wonder if, if you that think was, about I wonder it. if
2: it was such a big deal back then because of the AIDS epidemic. If that's what, if that's what pushed all of it, I don't know.
0: Well, just remember, in the '90s, that's when we had "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" and the Clinton administration pop up, which was their effort to to keep problems with gays in the military because at that time, if you were gay, you were out, uh, and so and and you could ask, and they could go, "Well, I think he's gay, so he's gone," and so that was kind of where "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" came into play, which was a terrible policy. But it was a step, right? Uh, And so now, you know, openly gays are openly serving in the military. Finally,
2: after how many years? Um, And
1: that's only recently. Yeah,
2: that's only within the last like within the last year,
1: I think.
0: So,
2: so I think there's always been gays in the military. It's just now open. It's not an issue like it was before. They don't have to hide it, right? Yeah,
0: so the highlighted provisions of the bill, there's a lot more to it, but just, just so everyone's clear, it repeals the language that was prohibiting the advocacy of homosexuality, so the no promo homo stuff, and it prohibits instruction that advocates premarital or extramarital sexual activity. Those are the two really big things, and then it changed a bunch of technical definitions and in, in educational stuff. So, look, the bill is a piece of shit in one way, because it's still advocating abstinence only basically is is our sex ed program which is absolutely horrible from a public health standard but if that's what it takes to get you know in in utah world where you can't take something away without adding something stupid i'm okay because at least it's a step closer to to real equality for folks yeah i mean that's a huge it's huge it really is huge um so I, i was really glad to see that passed um. So other other legislation. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, who actually does work up on the hill,
1: Mr. Wayne Harper, <laughs> so. whose house I was just at. Um. Were you really? Yeah, I walked uh, in his house and I said, "Congratulations on passing the most pills, sir."
2: Why <laughs> were you in his house? house?
1: He is actually my cousin's father-in-law.
0: Oh, so you know him? Sort of. Not really. Did you go in there with your cousin?
1: Uh, they live there right now because oh. they're. They just signed contracts on their new so house. Which, so.
0: which cousin is this? The one we, we know?
1: His youngest. One of his youngest sisters. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. One, one, okay. Uh, so anyway, so Fox 13 actually kind of compiled this list for us. They were nice. Uh, we could have done it ourselves, but uh, we're lazy. And you could do it yourself if you go look. But um, they looked at which lawmakers, meaning Utah senators and congressmen uh, and women, um, congresspeople, if it were, Passed the most and the least legislation. Now, it's not based on their votes, how many votes they they put in, and and stuff like that. It's based on what legislation they sponsor. So, like uh, our friend here, Jessica, said, uh, Wayne Harper, who is a Republican out of Taylorsville, um, he's a senator, 23 bills he sponsored that were passed.
1: And he is actually known for passing the most. Almost every year, he gets awards for it.
0: So, and it's not a bad thing to pass a lot of legislation. No, as look,
1: long as it's good, le- oh, yeah, good legislation. And, and
0: we can look at some of the stuff he's done.
1: And even his son feels that way. And on the flip side money. of that,
2: just because you didn't get anything passed doesn't mean you didn't try.
1: Exactly. There's a lot of bills that don't even meet hearing committees that are fantastic, like climate yeah. change and equal rights that get pushed aside.
0: Well, and, it, and and you'll see people like Jim Debacus, you know he doesn't sponsor a lot of legislation because he's got a lot of other responsibilities. It's like your, your, you know, pro tem, your president of the house. Um, there a lot of time, or president of the Senate, Senate speaker pro tem. I don't remember. Anyway, they're busy doing other stuff. Like their job is to run the legislature. A lot of times they don't have time to put the, the time in to actually sponsor a bill and get their own bill worked on because they're doing so much behind the scenes for some of the other bills that are out there. Um, so you see some of that happen. You also see things like, you know, Elizabeth Wright, who's a Democrat out of West Valley, uh, she certainly sponsors legislation, um, but a lot of times it doesn't even make it through committee, you know, or she's trying to get legislation put together and finds out they're not even listening to listen to her in committee. Um, so that there's some of that. There were only four that had no bills passed, Right. Correct. Yes. So, yep. Jim DeBachis, uh Senator Jim DeBachis, uh out of Salt Lake, uh, Representative John Stonard. From St.
1: George. And Christine, Christine Watkins. Christine
0: Watkins out of Price, who's also a Republican, and then Elizabeth Wright. Those were the only four that didn't have any legislation that was sponsored passed. I mean, they didn't sponsor anything, it just means they didn't have anything actual passed at And it sponsored. means
1: that the vote, just the votes weren't there.
0: Yeah, the votes weren't there. Um, you know, it got brought up, it got brought to committee and, and didn't make it out, things like that. Um, so, some other notable um, big numbers Karen Maine, a Democrat out of West Valley, 18 bills. Uh, Senator Kurt Brammel out of Florida, Republican Florida, a Republican out of Provo. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Todd <laughs> Weiler. 17. Uh, Dick Bag Todd Weiler from Woods Cross. Um, I'm not a <laughs> fan. Is that his middle name? Uh, Todd Douchebag Weiler. I think Douchebag's more useful than that guy, uh, but he sure does pass a lot of legislation. Um, it's all
1: porn legislation, yeah, I'm sure. it really is.
0: Uh, 17. And then uh, Lyle Hilliard from Logan, another Republican, 15. Um, and some of this is just these guys are writing some of the procedural stuff. Some of these guys are writing. Right. Your, some of
2: it's just rewording. and Yeah, it's rewording of
0: its budget. It's also sponsorship, right? So sponsoring a bill and this is a a common misconception that people have sponsoring a bill does not mean that you wrote the bill. Usually these guys aren't writing their own bills. They
1: have lawyers. They have
0: attorneys, uh, legal attorneys and, and and legislative Mm -hmm. attorneys behind the scenes and teams behind the scenes that are writing them. And they're coming, special interest groups come to them with these uh, pieces of legislations or, or proposals. And they go, that's something I can get behind. You've convinced me. Um, Let me have my team look at it, put it together, and then they'll try to start pushing it through committees and stuff like that. Um, I was actually curious to see where uh, Mr. Kanab, Utah, Mike Noel was seven. Seven for Mike Noel from Kanab, one of which was the polygamy bill, which passed. Uh, which is which would make
1: sense if he was down there well, why that path or again
0: he lives in like the the taint of utah
1: <laughs> um, two shows ago folks go back and listen uh i just find Actually, it that might have been like three shows ago i, I, I think i just
0: look i i just find <laughs> it absolutely astonishing how hard it is to get to Nap.
1: yes but it gave us a ge. we've had like two geography yeah. lessons yeah. so
0: that and what was the other one was from pies from pie day uh, oh, yeah, Pi Day. Yes. What, like Ennis or something? Or no. Varpa?
1: <laughs> Varpa. What was the what? name of it? It I don't started remember. with a V. I, I don't remember. remember.
0: Middle of nowhere, Utah. Were they it?
1: were all in southern Utah, basically. Uh, like, good pie. Like western Utah in the Polygamus middle of nowhere.
0: They were all in District 2, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> They're Chris, Chris <laughs> pie makers. They're Chris people. So.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, and that's what's funny about like District 2. Like, I mean, really, you could take all the state of Utah ignore the Wasatch Front and Log and Cache Valley. So everything else could be one district. It
1: and looks probably it is. And, and probably <laughs> it's Chris Stewart's.
0: Well it's not because you have uh is it district three that runs up through like Iron County and and uh so through like um Moab and and, and Emory so like Iron County, Emory County. There's there's one that runs through there, some of those weird eastern counties. Anyway. Um yeah. So just kind of interesting. You guys can go look and see who passed what. Um, it's it's kind of cool to look at the bills. And if you click on them and, and you can force your way through some of the bigger ones, <laughs> good luck. I mean, some of them are huge. And some of them are like a one-page resolution that says, uh, we don't want Bears Ears to be a national monument. Uh, we uh, propose to buy it back from you guys since you didn't listen to our first resolution because it didn't make enough press. Because Donald Trump's uh, Russian bullshit's actually taking over the press. Uh, <laughs> oh, Trump's at Mar-a-Lago again. That's that's dominating the press. Uh, anyway, so some other bills. What do you, I mean, what do you guys have? What What did
2: you find notable? Well, the Zion Curtain, just because we've talked about that so much. So. Like we talked about earlier, you take something away, you got to throw something back. So they agreed to tear down the Zion Curtain, but you have to have a 10-foot buffer zone keeping and? kids
1: away
0: from bars. Well, there's,
2: there's, you can use the Zion Curtain. It's a
0: moat. <laughs> it's yeah. a Zion moat. They, they call it the Zion Curtain or the Zion moat. So it's a 10-foot buffer from a bar um, where children aren't to be seated. Or so keep the curtain. A, yeah, or, or keep the curtain. Or you can build what they're calling the Washington Wall because it's modeled after a Washington law. So you can basically put up a four-foot wall barrier type thing that goes around your bar area. Um, It has to be like four feet high. So those are all the options. Uh, Did they get rid of people being grandfathered in?
2: I don't don't think they're letting anybody be grandfathered in.
0: So I think the deal is with the moat, and I and I don't know because I haven't read enough of the legislative. I mean, it's if you want to talk about a giant fucking piece of legislation, it's that one. It's, There's a ton of stuff. It's in like it. a thousand different lines. Yeah, it's it's really beast. long for state legislation in a small state like Utah. It's really long.
1: Well, it also raises your liquor prices by. It does raise 2%. your liquor si-
0: prices by two percent, which we talked about. Um. Anyway, so uh, I think the way it works is if. There are no other seats. You can offer seats within that 10 foot perimeter to a family with kids, uh, but you have to inform them that there's. There might be booze. There's going to be liquor in that vicinity. Your child might see someone pour a beer. Just be aware if they do that, they will become alcoholics, just like. (laughs)
1: If I want to know if that's how porn, they're going to train their staff. This exact conversation.
0: Just like if they watch porn, they will become addicted to it, and True. they will die from porn cancer of that, the penis.
2: But they
0: can or now the
2: sue. They can now sue the porn industry.
0: Yeah, but but if that happens, you can go after the porn industry.
2: I'm gonna that's try. A, that's another law that got passed. Uh, let's see. Oh, the vehicle safety inspection is being repealed yeah we'll see if the governor signs
0: that uh, I'll be interested to see did he what which which bill is that does it have a number when you're looking at
2: it The one that I'm looking at does not have a number This is just kind of that over oh, it is the this is the summary sheet um what i I did we talk about this on the show or did we just talk about this off air They they've done studies that show that the safety inspection does nothing to improve.
1: There are many, many other states that yes, I, do not require to have safety done. So
0: Yeah, so that one that one has not been signed yet. I hope it will. I I think we talked about this at length. I the safety inspections are stupid. They don't actually do anything to prevent unsafe cars from
1: being on yeah. the road. So But then I'm not gonna be responsible for getting my brakes checked and my windshield replaced. What oh. are you gonna do? All those lazy procrastinators
0: yeah well whatever <laughs>
2: um,
1: I'm really excited, and I don't think that it's been signed yet, but they have a bill for food trucks. oh yeah that, that a, will uh, um
0: we talked about that a little bit uh, We did just a little
1: bit, and um it is one that passed, and so I think at the time it was just floating around when we talked about it, but it has now passed, and so I hope that the governor signs that because.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. There was a one uh, $1 billion road bond. Uh, um, I was actually comments.
1: at Senator Harper's house when he got that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that was one of the ones that Harper wrote. Um, and that's actually, um,
1: that's says, really good. what do you do when someone walks into you and says, here's a billion dollars? Now do something with it. Yeah. You, <laughs> it was you, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: well, and look, there's, I can tell you, so the, it's to do stuff like what they've done at Point of the Mountain, I'll tell you the next place they need to do it between... Like American That's fork. actually
1: what it's for. Great. Is for guys, that area.
0: That yeah. one piece, if you ever that's travel horrible. down south, it's horrendous. Yes. Yeah, so you get the nice widened point of the mountain, and then as soon as you hit Lehigh, boom, three lanes. I think
1: people, I drive that road every day, as I think you do as uh, well. I drive it a lot. You I used to drive, drive it daily. occasionally. Barely. Um, I think people are afraid to accelerate down the point of the middle oh, dinner up. Like, and it just, it's like, it doesn't 50 make going any sense. Still.
0: But the beauty of five lanes is now I can drive around their dumbasses. Yes.
1: Yeah, so when he, when I was at Senator Harper's house, um, he came home from session that night and said that this money had been, um, Offered up for grabs. I'm not quite sure the conversation that happens in the Senate, but he mentioned that that money would be going to that particular part of of the freeway. To Davis
0: County as well, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't know what part.
0: I got to guess somewhere near the interchange because the interchange is kind of old. Yeah. Um, that that's my guess because they've already Last. been redoing a lot of Davis County from basically from like Bountiful Layton. up. No, Davis County from like Bountiful up to Farmington. They've been redoing a lot. Layton is Davis
1: County. Is it still Davis? Yeah. I thought it was Weaver. <laughs> no.
0: Whatever. <laughs> so actually, if you get the closer you get to Weaver County, the crappier the roads are.
1: Yes, that is true. So, Although they just did a whole new stretch up by Willard Bay, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, but that's like North Ogden almost at Willard Bay, isn't it? Yes. I mean,
1: I so know. still did it.
2: So let's see. Since uh, we're in Utah, we got to bring this one up: the polygamy sister wives. They're, they're calling it the sister wives case. Well, and, so, and the um, reason
0: they're calling it that is because it was modeled. Noel wrote that legislation because of the sister wives case, very specifically. So they tried to go after the, the sister wives people and failed because the law wasn't specific enough. So they made it more specific. So now, I won.
1: one vote, yeah. in the final session.
0: So so now it's more specific. Governor Herbert may still not sign this one. Uh, I don't know that he has um to date. And basically the, the argument the argument about it is is if and I think we talked about it, but essentially if you tighten that law in the verbiage right. to be able to go after people like this, uh and really the idea is to go after your Hill Dellsity yeah. type folks. The
2: problem is not the sister wives, where well, they're all consenting adults. Living the, all the, the problem life of polygamy, is you're it's when you're you crazy, get
0: like marrying the neighbor's twelve year old daughter. That's
2: where it's a problem.
0: And and the fear is that adding, the making this a law, making this law, is going to make
2: them become more reclusive. It
1: hasn't. It has not been signed yet. Yeah, yeah. So
2: that,
0: yet. that's the fear is that will make them
2: more reclusive. Because because these consenting adults who live this lifestyle, now instead of being Husband, wife, wife, wife. It's husband, wife, roommate, roommate. Well, and as much as we joke about it, that is a part of what Utah is. It sure it's
0: unfortunate.
1: Plus, it's their plus, it's their religious freedom and yeah. right to practice. Uh, but at what point do you say you
0: have to protect children? Yeah, basically. you have to protect That's innocent the folks. And, and and what you're basically trying to do is protect not just kids, even, but there are adult women because they're brought up in that. Mm-hmm they don't know that there's options. Right. Like, they're never given those options. And so they may be a consenting adult, but they don't feel like there's another way out. so it make, is like But how do you make an exception
1: of. for the Cody Brown families of the world or the, um, what's the one that start with the D? Um, um, Dargers. Duggers. Not Duggers. <laughs> wrong family, wrong oh, they just wrong like state. to have sex and have Same, religious. <laughs> right. Anyways, but... You know, how do you make an exception when they're yeah, essentially practicing the same religious practices, but one's just super, you know?
0: Yeah, so I, I I don't know. It's a tough place to be in, but that is a part of what Utah is because Utah has polygamists, a lot of them.
1: You, can, I don't know if you can make that because then you'd be like, well... The KKK is part of the South, so Mm. we need to make an exception for that. No, we're not not saying it's part of
2: it. I'm just saying. We're not saying make an exception. We're just saying it's part of Utah. It's
0: part of Utah. It's what Utah is. Utah has polygamists. The South has fucking racist pieces of shit that dress up in white hoods and burn crosses on people's lawns and hang people that are a different color than them. Indiana has a lot of that shit and old car factories and dirty streets. That's just part of what they are. (laughs) I don't like Indiana. Don't, don't make me get into Indiana. Indiana. It's the armpit of America. Really? Yep. Just like Florida's our dick. Uh, Let's <laughs> see. So, uh, pen, Well, I, I wanted to bring up, so, um, <laughs> you know something that pisses me off every time I drive to Provo? Especially when I get around Point of the Mountain? The fucking rock trucks. By Geneva Rock.
1: Um, I've had my car a month and I already have a bit of a rock chip in my windshield. Oh, yeah.
0: I had like the paint. If you I look at the hood that. of my car from when I was driving to Pleasant Grove every day to go to my office down there, it's peppered it is covered Sand in rock Sandblasted, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's because of those fucking trucks that never have their load secured. There are You're higher penalties uh, <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> higher <laughs> penalties now for not securing your load before you uh, prematurely throw it at the colorfest. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, also, medical marijuana. We did talk a lot about that. They passed the stupid research bill, which I guess is a step in the right direction. But really, I think it's just a shiny keys.
2: It's it's the way they
0: work. They dangle a carrot in front of you.
1: So pink is now illegal, but when was it ever illegal is my question. Well, so
0: that's the thing. With drugs like pink, pink is the drug that the kids in Park City died from. We talked about it forever ago. Um, They made it illegal. Uh, It's now a controlled substance. Um, The thing is, is they make new drugs. New drugs pop out all the time. Ask They are legal until they get scheduled by typically u.s congress or an individual state that finds a problem with them so i suspect that the u.s congress will probably follow suit at some point but i mean usually you usually get about a year if if a drug's popular you get about a year of using these crazy chemicals uh before someone catches on and says we need to make that illegal so don't have any more fun sucking down copier toner um no. It's, it's highly I know it's highly hallucinogenic, but it's a drug now, so anyway. So um, there's
2: this one liner, I don't know what exactly this means, but it says stricter laws have been passed on strangulation.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch
2: of <laughs> there's a bunch of random, like weird shit so that goes on. If you strangle someone, the law's gotten tighter on that. Get it? Yes.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> so it's not
2: Oh here here's another
0: great Utah one because Utah's a very rural state. Um, It is now a crime to harass cows, sheep. No, it is not.
1: It is. uh,
0: It's now a crime to harass cows, sheep, chickens, or other livestock with a drone. Yes. And it's 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 you can shoot them down now. You can shoot down drones if they're on your property. Yep. And Um, harassing your pigs. And that's, but that's that's it's it's an actual thing that has happened. It's an actual problem where kids probably with nothing better to do because you can get drones at Walmart now. Uh, go out into a field and they're like, oh, let's go fuck with these cows. Because I grew up in a small town and I'm telling you, if we had drones when I was like 14, You'd have been chasing cows. I would have been fucking with every horse in the stable I could find
2: and, and cows
0: <laughs> and pigs. I would have been messing with those things with drones all the
2: time. So something with we drones. had to do. With drones. So here's a good one. The solar tax credit is being phased out. Thank the Lord. I hope those stupid solar idiots stop calling me.
0: Yeah, so. You know the the thing is with the that's a, that's a good one to bring up because a lot of people may take that as uh, why are we why are we going anti renewable energy? That's not the purpose of phasing out that tax credit at all. Right. So right now, think about it like how health insurance is billed. So when you go to the doctor, they bill some astronomical five hundred dollar fee to talk to you for two seconds and tell you, oh, "Look at your throat, you're fine, fucker, go home. It's a virus." Uh, so now you owe me five hundred dollars. Um, they bill that and the insurance goes, uh yeah, that was worth eighty bucks and they're only gonna pay you twenty because we've got the other sixty covered because twenty is their copay. And so the doctor goes, Okay, I'll write off the other four hundred and twenty dollars or whatever. Um so solar panels, very similar. So the solar companies charge
2: forty thousand dollars. Thirty, max. forty
0: thousand dollars to do solar panel installations because there's this huge tax credit you can get back from the state, and they go, Well, you're gonna get that huge tax credit back to pay us. But with the tax credit gone, no one's going to pay $30 to $40,000 or 20,000 or whatever it is to get solar panels on now the roof. Now it's all
1: just becoming a bill. It's old astronomical. Theme.
0: So now the 500 companies in Utah that are doing solar panels have to be kept competitive with pricing and have to
2: come down to a real-world price. And I don't know, I, I I don't know if I've ranted about solar panels on the show before. You have I not. I, so okay. Go. All right. So here's my take on solar panels. On one hand, Yes, clean renewable resources are amazing. Solar panels have the potential to be a good thing. The thing is, if you look at your power bill and let's say over the course of a year, you average a hundred dollars a month. that could be low. that could be a tad high, but let's just hypothetically we're going to say a hundred dollars a month. You pay twenty thousand dollars for a solar system and it's going to bring your solar your your p- power bill down to twenty dollars a month. Okay, how long is it going to take you to pay off those solar panels? How long is it going to take you to pay off $20,000? Assuming you take the $100 you were going to spend a month on your power bill and put it towards your solar panels, how long is that going to take you to pay those things off? 250 months, sir. Yeah. And I'm doing that at at $80 a month in savings. Because because of the difference. Uh Uh-huh. So it's going to take you that long before technically... So 20 years. 20 years before you technically see any savings. Hmm. Because you're paying more a month for the solar panels than you would have paid if you'd have just paid your power bill.
0: Yeah. So there's that argument. But I mean, you're getting solar power for a few different reasons. The biggest is we're a coal state. We have plenty of sun. I don't want to, you know, keep now I supplying the environment with coal.
2: Being being bi-product. a green designer and and fully believing in green and renewable resources, I am all for solar panels. The problem is, the technology is not there yet, and it takes enough. So you got to fill half your roof with solar panels, and it's not going to take away your power bill. Well, and it's a lot better than it was, and it's getting better. And the only way it gets better is
0: more people buying into it. Right. So that there's R and D. So
2: what they're working the, th- the kinds of things they're working on right now that when they get when they get these things improved, that's what's going to make the difference is they're working on a tile. Yeah, yeah. So it's the actual tile for your roof that's a so solar instead panel. instead of having so to the
0: install these big brackets and these mounted units- Your whole entire roof is Your roof,
2: panel. the tiles of the roof are the solar panels yeah. instead of shingles. So similar to what a Spanish clay tile would yeah. be other than yeah. the solar, solar panels. panels. The whole roof is a solar panel. So, and you do,
0: I mean, you, you know, but when you do solar panels, you also have to have batteries in the, in the house. Backup
2: batteries- and then you have to take in consideration we're in Utah. So there's going to be X amount of days per week, per month, per year where you don't have sun.
0: Yeah. Well, you get your solar panels are covered in snow, snow and there's no, no power coming in. Now in the summer, there's an abundance. Right. And the summer is actually peak power usage time. And so that's where solar panels really come into play is in the summer, you're not taking anything out of the power grid really until right. late at night. And the amount that you're putting back into the power grid is astronomical. And if
2: you if you have the backup uh, uh, battery system, which not everybody does, if you do, then it's going to hold enough power to run you through the night. If not, you're just flipping back over to yeah. main power, which now, is the sun goes down.
0: If you're in a state that's not a piece of shit like Utah, you have net metering, which allows you to actually get money back on your power bill um, for power that you put into the power grid. In the state of Utah, you don't get anything for that.
2: and if that were the case, that would change the game as well.
0: So in other states, like I think Louisiana does it, like if you have solar power and you put, the power company can actually write you a check.
1: Does Nevada do that? Because they have that ginormous field of solar panels. Well, that's
0: actually not even to power Nevada. That's to power Southern California. Really? That big solar farm yeah. outside of Las Vegas—that's powering. Yeah. So that's powering part of Southern California. It's really bright. <laughs> it's really cool. You probably drove past it then, right? Recently, because you yeah. drove down to Disney. Uh, and now that it's on, and you can actually see the panels start to move. Now that solar farm is a little bit different than what we're talking about, because the way that one works is all the panels point towards right. a central piece. And so that's why they have that big circular. There are a couple. Yeah. yeah. There's like three of them, I think. So and, it's and like they,
2: taking a magnifying glass in the summertime. That's
0: what it looked like. Yeah. So it's <laughs> the sun reflects off of these mirrors onto a giant, basically a thing full of fucking water. Uh, it heats it up super hot and it boils water and turns a turbine. Hmm. So that's how that, and it's, it's a closed system. So the water just recycles as it condenses and cools and, and, and turns back into water, but it turns turbines. <coughs> now the problem with that kind of solar farm is the immense heat that's created it's just a bird killer yeah. like if birds fly by it they yep, incinerate instantly it. poof Ka-ka. incinerate it immediately <laughs> and like there are tons of bird carcasses around that thing that was, yeah. a, that was a big concern before
2: they went live with it is how is, you know that it was on National Geographic for well, that it's, thing.
0: Well, it's a, it's a big Yeah, and I watch a lot of that. I'm also Chris Clavin. Uh, I'm full All of useless right. facts. <laughs> no, but that was a big thing. That was a big thing that environmentalists were concerned about. Is, Go on YouTube. Like, it's because it's, it's, I mean, we're talking 400 plus degrees. And the closer you get to that thing, the hotter it is. And so if a bird flies in there, <laughs> it's, I mean, Vaporized. imagine you walking into a 400 degree something.
1: A geothermal pool. At yeah, the you step
0: into uh, lava, you know,
2: in a lava flow in Hawaii. As I do, you know. You know so, or,
1: anyway, I mean... I, I, <laughs> sorry. That's I just okay. <laughs> I
2: don't want to discount solar panels. I think they, they're on to something, but what they're charging here in Utah anyway, I don't know about other places, but what they're charging here is too astronomical to make it... Well, really there's
1: rough. a lot of scams going on with it, too, that people need to be mindful so of as well.
2: hopefully, by eliminating the tax credit it's gonna well
0: it's, i hope it'll bring the price's way down yeah i mean cuz it was it was astronomical even at like $20,000 the reason they were 20,000 is cuz of the tax credit
2: so, and the other thing is is people maybe they don't realize that those panels aren't gonna last forever you've got to replace them every few years Depa- because they get damaged the 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 photocells burn out right now they're asking between 2 and 6 grand per panel really? anyway, yeah Enough expensive. of that. Enough
0: of that. <laughs> so um bunch of different art landmarks like the uh spiral the spiral jetty. jetty out in the middle of the desert, the salt flats, I guess really.
1: But that's kinda um, cool.
0: So it's yeah, it's really cool that they're doing Did that. you know
1: at one time there was a bill to make the Dutch oven <laughs> cooking utensil in Utah? Uh,
0: I, I mean the Dutch oven's cool. That was but a long time when ago. <laughs> I, when I think of uh <laughs> the Dutch ovens. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I think of uh making someone stand out of the covers after you let one move. Um, <laughs> also, they are trying to
2: pass a bill that you can't cook with wood burning. Uh,
0: no, no, no. They passed it. So, no, and it's not that you can't. It's it that can. people who are cooking with wood are exempt from wood burning fires on red burn days. Uh, so, is that outdoors
2: is that it doesn't matter in your You're house cooking in a it's dutch an,
1: oven with wood in your house it's
2: ambiguous burn
1: down it's ambiguous.
2: Uh, i'm pretty sure that that's what that's what chris's neighbor does Nah, he just lights fires because they're cheap assholes
1: don't do it in your
2: house.
0: um <laughs> i think that's going to do it for us honestly um hope you guys enjoyed the show um i promise we'll probably only have one or two more that really focus on legislation but uh
1: just because we need to see what gets signed, you know, like HB one fifty five.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, TNU podcast on Twitter is probably the easiest, or our Facebook page, uh, the New Utah Podcast. You can look out our blog.
1: You can leave comments on the blog. Yeah, that's cool.
0: TNU thenewutah.wordpress.com. Yes, uh, and that's it.
2: Just gonna do it for tonight, Good night, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.